Welcome back to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron and support the podcast like Manny over at Patreon.com slash DVR. We've got a great show for you tonight. I'm here. Andy's here. Solo's here. And BTK is with us. That's right, people. AI is here. Brett, let you, let's let Brett talk right to start off the show. Hi, Brett. How's it going, guys? What an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. This is my first podcast ever with a movie star. So I'm very excited. Finally- <laughs> That's a secret, <laughs> Brett. Come on. <laughs> I get to pot with Heath. So uh, Yeah, baby. But yeah, it's it's going to be a blast. Looking yeah. forward to it. Well, we are happy to have you. You, of course, are an Atlanta Falcons fan, and you have been giving us your picks the entire season. So it's awesome to have finally have you on the show, and also your Brett. So it's great to have you. And of course, you're welcome <laughs> back whenever you want, Brett. We're going to say that right in the beginning of the show. No matter how bad you do on this podcast tonight, <laughs> how bad your picks are. Um, not going to kick me out. <laughs> we're not going to kick you out. We're not going to kick you out. Um, but uh, we do have a lot to talk about, uh, I guess. Let's just start right out with uh, with our teams, our boys. Um, am I starting again? Do we, Are we going to start with sadness? Is that what we want to do? Yeah, we may yeah. need to have an intervention with you, Axel, so you might as well start. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I was right, and the game came down to kind of, I think Solo did the notes here, the refs and the pats, and that's true. There was a pick six that definitely should have counted, but the officials were being a little soft or a little hard with the um, call on uh, roughing the passer, which I don't know if you guys saw it, but that was not roughing the pass. I mean, I guess they, I don't know. Does anyone have a differing opinion? Am I wrong? Am I just being a fan or? Well, I think if you look at how the rule is written, technically it was passing or I, I went and looked at the play and it technically, the according to, yeah. yep. And te- according to the way the rule is written, it should have been a penalty. Do I think that should be a penalty? No. <laughs> well, that actually makes me feel better, Andy, um, because I hate blaming refs and I'm not going to blame them because you know what? The Jets had plenty of opportunities to win this game. The defense was great. And instead, Zach Wilson ran around in the backfield like he was fucking playing schoolyard football with his buddies and he was pretending he was Aaron Rodgers, except when he threw the ball, it just gets intercepted. Like, it was ridiculous. He's just running around. Then he just, oh, I'm going to try to throw it out of bounds off my foot to be fun and be cool. And it gets picked off three picks even though he did throw for a good amount of yards it was i have to admit i don't want to i don't want to say all bad things because he did have a bunch of uh passes to uh the uh what's his name tyler conklin the new uh uh tight end that the jets have been trying to get involved in the in the game he had six passes for uh, six catches for 79 yards, two touchdowns. That was awesome. Garrett Wilson had 115 yards on six receptions. 
that was awesome too. It was good that he got involved in the game. But besides Garrett Wilson making some great catches there, I just think that Zach Wilson kind of flubbed this game for us. I don't have anything bad again to say about the defense, but 20 for 41, 355 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and it was just, I I don't know. I I don't know what to say. Well, Axel, last week with Brees Hall going down, and we said, hey, if they can beat the Patriots, then, you know. But unfortunately with Zach Wilson, man, in the 2022 quarterback you have to be a game manager if you're not Mahomes or Allen (laughs) and and you can't turn the ball over and it's like now if you play good defense it's okay to punt battle a field position run the ball he's just like you said he's just lost out there he'll show flashes but you know I'm starting I know it's only been a small sample size but the Favre wannabe type passing mm-hmm. isn't isn't good now. You can't do that now, mm-hmm. um, and it's just only certain people can get away with that. You know, Favre threw a lot of picks throughout his career, but he also won, <laughs> and he made things happen. And I just worry that Zach Wilson isn't the guy. Uh, yeah, but it it, it's you know what? It, at least they get to know now because if he's not the guy, then they can make plans. <laughs> you know. That's what I hope. And later in the week, Sala came out and, of course, gave the death null, which is the vote of confidence. He's our quarterback now. And for the rest of the season, no like, no exceptions. He's our man. We're all behind him. You know, they, they've been around. Which means nothing. Now. Exactly. Thank you, Brett. Right, Brett. <laughs> yeah. and, and not even nothing. I think it means bad things. Yeah, you know? it's more likely than in week 10 they're going to be mm-hmm. changing quarterbacks now that he's got the boat of confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think that, um, yeah, it was just, it was a rough game. And it was rough for me because I, I've wanted to care again, and I have cared again. And I was even in a bear, <laughs> I have to admit this, do a little early parent corner. But uh, my son, <laughs> you know, he's getting into football now and... Uh, the Dolphins game was happening at the same time, if I remember correctly, and they came back and the Jets were doing sucky. And at one point, I kind of yelled at the kid and it was totally because I was pissed off about the game. <laughs> he said something and I was like, you're the one who wanted to be a fucking Dolphins fan or so. Like, I just got into it with him and, I, you know, and I was like. I was like, now you see it. This is what happens when I care, kid. You know, like you have not been around long enough, but when you care about your team, you you get emotional about it. And especially when when they're good. Yeah. Or, you know, when when they're six and two and they're in a a position to do something this year, you care. I think you're much more on edge than if they were two and six. Yeah, definitely. And um, I just hope that. I mean, I would love for Zach Wilson to do well. I don't have anything against the guy. I, I, I believed in him when they drafted him. I was pushing for him last season, and I, I just had a bad feeling coming into this year, and it's the same stuff. It's that hero ball, like you're saying, Solo. And the thing now, you you hear the Jets podcasters and, and all the beat writers, and they're like, 
you know, Zach just doesn't do well when he's under pressure, just like Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady doesn't do well when he's under pressure. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, he doesn't do well when he's under pressure, but also the thing he's supposed to be best at is scrambling around and improvising. So that that those things don't go together in the NFL. If you're if you can't handle pressure, then you're improvising. How can you be good at that? It's the same thing. That's when you improvise the most, right? When there's pressure or a play breaks down, and he can't do that. Nor can he just sit back and, like you said, be a game manager and just dish it out and earn yards until you score a touchdown. He's constantly trying to score a touchdown on second down and three. What there's and then. They don't get the first, then it's another turn, right? You turn the ball over. So I don't have much hope going into this, this weekend against the Bills, the best team in the NFL. Um, But I'm going to try at least, I guess. I don't know. This is depressing. Someone else start talking now. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Foley's back. The Jet fan <sighs> that I put, the Jets where I put up in my power rankings and now has plummeted. Um, I, I was hoping for you, but I, it's good to have you back, buddy. Good old Jets oh. fan. No, I'm just I want to try to be happy about something like, you know, I mean, Garrett Wilson did good, but I don't know. I, I, I'm really at this point. I feel like I'm, I'm, I, I just want to tank for whoever the guy is that they can pick next year. And hopefully he's over six foot tall. And doesn't look like he's 12 years old because Sam don't Will Levis. Follow. Will Levis. Please do it. I'll take him today because these little, these little dudes who look like they're 12 just ain't, ain't doing it for the Jets in the last five years. You know, Axel, uh, I've never heard somebody that is so depressed and down on their team and you've got a five and three record. What's going to happen if they don't if they don't win any more games here? We're in serious trouble. Well, hey, oh, he'll be I fine. Pre- he'll be fine. I, okay, exactly. so it's because you're used yep. to it. Exactly. You're used to it. <laughs> Thank yep. you. Solo's right. I predicted ten losses in a row. I'm still going with it. Well, and wow. I went back and listened to our our pregame or our preseason pod a week or two ago, and all four or I think all four of us. I don't remember if Brett filled in all of your picks for every team, but we all picked the Jets to finish dead last. So. They're still doing, still having a way better season than I expected. So I hope I'm wrong. I, oh, that's all. I'm I sorry to say, say it, Axel, but yeah. I don't think they're going to lose ten in a row. I think they're nine, out yeah. nine out of ten. Yeah, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten ain't bad. All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about a, a team a miracle that did pull it out. Yes, a miracle. Brett, please tell us about your amazing Atlanta Falcons. Well, that was a hell of a game. Um, I I really like the Falcons' approach in this game offensively because I feel like the last few weeks they've been very one-dimensional, just run heavy, um, which is perplexing because you drafted Drake London with your top 10 pick, and the year before you drafted Pitts. So your last two years you've had two top 10 picks you used on receivers. But yet Arthur Smith is hell-bent on this run first, like, you know, 70% run, 30% pass offense. Now, it's worked a few games this year, but even last week when they were playing Cincinnati, they were down by three touchdowns. They were still running the ball. So 
this game was much more balanced. I really like to see that. And this this game was the definition of a back and forth game because they all the Panthers and Falcons alternated the first ten scores of the game. Wow, <clears throat> wow! It wasn't until like a minute left when the Falcons kicked that field goal to go up by six that they actually scored two times in a row. But um, I don't know exactly what happened on that hail mary. I can take a guess that. They were because there was like 15 seconds left. You know, most Hail Marys, there's like zero time left on the clock. So I'm I'm thinking maybe the defense was defending against like a chunk play instead of an all out, you know, heave it to the end zone play. Whatever. Yeah, I think, Brett, I think you're right because I noticed that it wasn't your traditional Hail Mary where everyone goes in the end zone and you toss it up. It was like a long, like post route, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah, and, and a good stat on that is that that ball traveled 67.6 yards in the air. Jesus. According to next-gen stats, who's only been around since 2016, but that is the longest completed pass or longest in the air completed pass since they've been tracking these stats wow. uh, in the last six years. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so – as I mean, we all saw it. We probably all saw it. The dumb yeah. celebration penalty. Now, two things to say. That was it was dumb of the player to do that, but it's also a dumb penalty in the rule book, in my opinion. I've never understood. I I can see like the taunting, if it's egregious, being like a you know personal foul. I'm not crazy about the celebration flags. So. And I think technically he may have been out, you know, beyond the end zone when he took off his helmet. Like yeah, that's he what I was. Yep, he say. was. He was. He was dude. technically he out was. of bounds. He just wasn't on the sideline. Yeah, I can understand having a rule against taking off your helmet when you're on the field, even if you're in the end zone. Right? I can understand that because that can le- that is basically an impetus for fighting for other that's, things that's to go on a penalty yeah, yeah. yeah. the emmett, emmett smith rule yeah emmett yep. used to do that all the time and then they made the rule after that uh, and and also people can get hurt right like you're supposed yeah. to keep your helmet on so mm-hmm. i can understand that but this was ridiculous right. and and i just i think it's just like with the jets game when you make such a, a call on such a crucial play like refs, you can reverse yourselves, get together, talk about it. You know, it's like every time they're just stoic with it. And I think that if they maybe get together, talk about it a little bit more, but even on this one, it didn't seem to matter. Um, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Well, but the Panthers still had a chance to win it in uh, overtime. Yeah. Uh, they picked off Mariota, returned it like 58 yards. They were on the... It was a 32-yard field goal attempt. So what are they, on the 10-yard line or something? Or 20, 20, uh, uh, 15. Uh, seven, yeah, you had 17 yards. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to – I couldn't add for a second there. It's, I was like, it's 15 yards, and then, the, and, then they're two, and then they're two yards back, right? Like it goes up well, and yeah. then it goes you count, back. You count, yeah, you count seven yards back from the line of scrimmage and 10 yards for the end zone. Oh, that's, that's right. You're you, thinking about that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Unless you're in the CFL, where the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to win their third straight Grey Cup, possibly. <laughs> it's, it's a little different. 
But anyway, they, they were on like the 15 yard line. That that's an easy, you know, game winning field goal that they missed. So, I mean, I'm not crying for Carolina there. Um, you know, it was a great game. Um, Mariota looked pretty good. He had two really bad interceptions. Uh, one of them you can't have in overtime. <laughs> Apparently got away with it somehow, but uh, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was 20 for 28 with 253 yards passing. And he was, he had six carries for 43 yards uh, running the ball, including uh, in overtime, he had a 30 yard run to basically get the Falcons into field yeah. goal range. So he made it happen when it counted. And, uh, I was, I was, I was very happy. Then I was very sad. Then I was very happy right around four thirty on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that was a great game, man. I love Mariota. I really do. I like the guy. Uh, uh, and you know who else did well is, uh, PJ Walker. Yeah, he did pretty yeah, decent. Oh, yeah. He did look good. Yeah, you know, the, a lot of speculations been, man, had they not started Baker and they started PJ Walker or JJ Walker, as I call him in my household, dynamite. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? Maybe he, Matt Rule wouldn't have been fired. It's it's you know, it's just crazy how this is. <coughs> excuse me, the year of the uh, welcome back quarterback to yep. reference another seventies sitcom uh, i mean with gino and mariota getting back and now the new pj walker former xfl now all these analysts are saying oh he was in a couple seasons in the xfl he didn't play in 2001 there was one season that ended because of covid <laughs> <laughs> so there's only been like a three quarters of a season of the xfl not a couple of years yeah. he played i think in the aaf the american yes he did all alliance yep. which i watched or whatever he, i liked him in that i yep. did too i did too i watch all those random football leagues because me and my dad were obsessed in the 80s with the usfl mm. and that and then the nfl well, actually, it's, it was NFL Europe, but it was called the World, World League Football in the early League. 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, and then there's the one. old – my dad loved the old World League in the 70s, but then it was the World League of American Football yep. became NFL Europe. Loved I loved it because you could send your players over. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the Cowboys had Drew Henson as, like, their third-string quarterback, they sent him over to play in, for the Rhine Fire. And I liked that because it was like, oh, I get to see a future quarterback possibly. And I wish they would do that. I wish there was some way – they could send you could send some of your backups to get even just the quarterbacks to get seasoning. Um, I think it would help a lot of these young quarterbacks develop. But who am I? You know, no, I, I think you're right. Solo and man, they had the best uniforms. The World Football League, such oh, yeah. bright, vibrant colors. Barcelona Dragons. Yes, baby. that was my That's squad. What I was going to say <laughs> Game of Thrones, baby. Dracarys, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, what was I? Yeah, this game, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I like watching the Falcons, Brett. You got a fun team, and Mariota. Mariota, guess what? He can scramble around and actually make a pass. Put him on yeah, the Jets. <laughs> that's, that's something yep. they obviously haven't had having Matt Ryan for mm-hmm. the last fifteen years. Definitely. So yeah, that's it's, right. It's a nice. totally different type of offense. Um, he's he's not. You know his accuracy is not great, but and he, his deep ball is not very good. Yeah, but you know he he does what he does, and 
And, you know, first place Falcons, I got to say it. Four and four. Hey. We're in first place, baby. <laughs> it's, I uh, love it. Bring back the red helmets permanently, baby. <laughs> and, you know, this, this, was, <laughs> this was supposed to be a total throwaway rebuilding year. You know, we traded Matt Ryan in the offseason. We had like over $70 million in uh, salary for players that are not currently on the team. Oh, dead money. Oh, dead that's money. rough. Yeah. But you know, they they decided to swallow it because next year they have, I think they have more cap space or top three cap space of any team in the league. So they can go out shopping big time in the offseason. So this season was all about young players getting experience and, um, uh, so happens they happen to be, you know, first place halfway through the year. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, just a funny note before uh, he talks about his Cowboys in the NFC East, the Falcons and the Washington Commanders are both four and four. Falcons are in first place. Washington's in last place. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> And I love it. And I love it, baby. Um, I do want to say one thing. Kyle Pitts got his first touchdown, right? second touchdown. oh second touchdown okay only second they just brett are they just not using him what's been going on yeah they're not using him nearly as much as they should be just i mean they've just been so run oriented this year um so what's funny is that he he only had one touchdown last year and it was in in london so when he got the touchdown earlier this year, it was his first touchdown on U.S. soil, baby. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So this is his first touchdown this year. It's a second touchdown. He had okay. one, I think, two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. So I heard that wrong. But I was glad to see him be getting involved. He had yeah. five receptions for 80 yards. Um, but, I mean, he, he should he should have, like, 10 receptions a game or something. I mean, that guy is amazing. He should have, you know, at least 15 to 20 yeah. Uh, um, targets. Yeah. Well, targets. with them, with the Falcons, if they're going to run the ball and utilize your tight end, that's then that's going to open up, yep. you know what, Axel? And then that'll open up the deep ball. I mean, because, I mean, it's amazing how many teams aren't throwing the deep ball this year. I mean, they're saying, you know, the two safeties back, but I mean, every Cowboy game I watch, I mean, there's hardly ever a long bomb on either side. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Just watch a Jets um, game. Zach Wilson will throw. Oh, he'll, he'll, okay. Oh, that's true. He'll, he'll throw it right to the other team solo. <laughs> he He's a good doing punter. That. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get to my Cowboys, we got, I, I want to hear Ando's beautiful voice because, you know, he's got one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And I just feel that he is dying to spread the lo- Viking love, mm, yeah. except when his son was holding up the Clay Matthews. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. For those that Keith is referencing the uh, at library day last week or two weeks ago, he came home with a Green Bay Packers book to my horror. So I had to go out some shopping, and he's got a Vikings jerseys on the waist to try and turn him before he goes to the dark side. So I'm still hopeful there. Nice. The uh, the Vikings. Um, wow. I'm this game more than all the other games this year. Well, the exception of that first Packers game where they won big. The score and the statistics don't really do a good job of explaining how I think this team is really, really improving. 
I mean, it the the they gave up a lot of passing yards in this game. They didn't. I mean, the offensive statistics aren't off the. I mean, Dalvin Cook had a hundred yards, but Cousins didn't have a huge game. Jefferson didn't have a huge game. But the defense, the defense started to is really starting to make plays when it counts. Um, well, Patrick Peterson, this was kind of a revenge game for him, and he made no bones about it. Even after the game and the post game interview, was saying how. He's still waiting for a call back from the GM from Arizona and hasn't talked to anybody. I mean, so he was playing pissed, but he he played he played amazing. He was uh he had the three or four pass deflections on big plays. I was reading something earlier this week that and an, another change for this team from the previous regime is this coaching staff is actually making adjustments in the middle of the year. Zimmer and his staff, a lot of times they they were gonna pl- play their game plan and that was their game plan and they were sticking to it. And it didn't matter. What else? They were just going to try and do their thing. And the the Vikings on defense have been playing a lot of zone coverage. And they went to Peterson a week or two ago, like I think it was after the Miami game, and said, why don't you start being more aggressive, take more risks? Because he had always been a more of a man-to-man cover guy in his prime years. And he started to doing that, and it's paying off, and it's rubbing off on the entire team. I mean, they're, the they, they sacked Kyler Murray four times, eight tackles for losses. I mean – a couple interceptions the 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 best player or the best well before i get into too deep of what i or excuse me let me reset my brain a little bit the thing that really uh really stuck out to me is one of the first plays of the game in the first in the first quarter and i don't haven't heard anybody talking about this but they were on the 17 yard line going into the end zone Cousins scrambles out to the left hand side of the left hand side and there in every other year previous, if there was seven, eight yards ahead of him, he never, ever ran the ball once. He would he would force it in or he'd throw it away. I mean, he would play it safe like a game manager would. And he actually scrambled and scrambled for a 17-yard touchdown run. And Cousins doesn't seem to – the last couple of years was playing – it seemed like he was playing scared a lot of the times and he, that he was – he didn't want to get yelled at, so he was just doing exactly what was being told. And he's his sense of improvising is a little bit – he was one of those guys like the anti Zach Wilson, where he didn't improvise enough and didn't do things that were off the, off, off the script enough. And he's starting to do that a little bit. And you actually see him and O'Connell talking on the sidelines. It's just, something about this team just is starting to feel good. I mean, the, the thing, and this is something I wanted to ask you guys about the Vikings because just nationally on the Vikings, I don't really think, I mean, granted they don't have any huge wins over big teams, but I don't really think they're most people. And maybe it's rightfully so not really being taken seriously that much. I was listening to a very popular podcast on Monday morning where a couple of guys that, you know, they like to predict point spreads for the upcoming week. Sure. We all know who I'm talking about. (laughs) They were talking about what was wrong with the Packers. And one of them said the Packers defense was supposed to be awesome this year. What happened? And they, they mentioned they had lost to Zadarius Smith, but he wasn't really making an impact. So they were they weren't they couldn't figure out what it was. And they were not being sarcastic when they said that. Well, on Sunday, Zadarius Smith had three sacks, four tackles for loss. He is currently leading the NFL in sacks and tackles for loss. He's a defensive player of the week. I mean, he he is really the reason that they won, Zadarius Smith. And I'm just thinking when Bill and Sal are talking about this, and I'm thinking if you if, watched any of that game, you would kind of know Zadarius Smith was a huge difference. And I think that might be the difference on the Packers defense and selfishly for Vikings fans. Um, it's kind of fun because he still cut when you were talking about dead cap space, 
he still counts for 11 million on the Packers cap this year. And the Vikings are only paying him 3 million. So not only did we take him (laughs) from the Packers, he's kicking ass, leading the league in sacks. The Packers are paying for most of it. So it's just a beautiful thing all around. But that was what I was going to, I was going to ask you guys, do you think, and I mean, I know that they shouldn't be in the same breath as the chiefs or the bills or the, or, um, the, um, overrated Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. But what, I mean, what do you guys, are they still pretenders? Is it still, I don't, it's, some of it is the, I guess part of my optimism too, is with Zedaria Smith and Peterson, the veterans are really, and cousins, even though it doesn't show in his statistics, they're starting to take like, I don't know. Sometimes when you watch a team and you can just feel like things are starting to come together and they, they're starting to believe. And I just, I don't no. get that feeling from anything nationally. I, yeah. I, I, I got, let me, uh, let me, help you out here, understand all this. And then the guys can chime in. And if, uh, so what you're going through now, we're not getting a lot of media attention, but you see a difference in your team. You Mm -hmm. see certain things happening that you're not used to. This is exactly where I was in October with the Cowboys last year. When they went into new England and won that overtime game, I'm like, we don't win games like this. And the defense was much better. We went in with a backup quarterback to Minnesota and won. And then and we beat the bad teams, but then all of a sudden we couldn't beat the good teams. Um, I Really, the test is going to be, I think, for the Vikings, say, November, December, when they do play some of those good teams, how are they going to perform? And I think a lot of the national media, why – is because that I don't think the national media likes Kirk Cousins at all, and they don't believe it. Bingo. And, and most and, of the so, most of the Minneapolis media doesn't like Kirk Cousins either. I mean, he's just nobody does. I don't know. Brett might league. Nobody. But, he gets no respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like on paper, or even watching some of the Vikings games, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Cook. I mean, Thielen's not scoring a lot of touchdowns like he used to. I mean, but it's just like when you see those names, you get, I get scared. Like, I don't know when the Cowboys go to Minnesota in three weeks. I'm, I'm a little worried, um, you know. And so I, I would just honestly, uh, you have a new coach. That could be a lot of it, too, where you just as much as they want to rag on a young coach, whatever, he's probably starting to also he's still only lost one game as a head coach. So, you know, maybe there's just. You needed a new voice. You had Mike Zimmer for a while and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, condolences to him losing his son, 38 oh, years old, rough, lost really his rough. wife a few years back. I mean, uh, it's just, I hate hearing that. And, you know, I love Mike Zimmer, but as a coach for the Vikings, it was time for him to go. He lost control of the team. So having said that, you know, usually the next year after you get a new coach, you're still really bad or you turn the corner. And I do think the Vikings have turned the corner and beaten Green Bay, even though they're down, it's still Green Bay. It's still yep. a divisional game. It doesn't matter what the records are. So it was an I would, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I would just say roll with it. And, I, and what you're seeing, <laughs> you are seeing it. It's just unfortunately in this league with injuries and the way things go, the second half sometimes can change for teams. Sometimes, especially teams like ours who haven't been there in a while. So we get optimistic and excited, but we don't know like how are they going to perform? Like Bills and Chiefs, they've been there the last several years. We know they're going to be there at the end. 
And uh, probably, you know, that's just the way it is. Teams like the Eagles who haven't been there in a while and the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Falcons, we just, you know, we just don't know, but just take what's good and, and, and enjoy it because I spent too many years being pissed off at my teams and not enjoying those victories in between. And I, you know, and so I've changed my tune to enjoy this and go with it versus being so disappointed, being like, yeah, we're six and two, but we're going to lose probably five games in December. So <laughs> screw it. Um, and I know what's going to happen with my team. They're going to choke. But so I, I, yeah, I think you're on to something. That's and that's part of it. I want to be excited, but I'm still very cautious. And I'm like, it sure seems like, but I'm like, am I missing something here? Am I just being, do I have blinders on? Cause I have done that before too no. with my teams. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. And so look at the NFC. It's wide open. Like the Falcons, yeah. the Cowboys, the Vikings all have a chance. You get in the, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, you know? Yeah, so and- that, especially this year, and I've been saying that every week, especially this year, anything can happen, especially in the NFC. And that's the, I mean, you're right too about the Cowboys in three weeks. They play the Bills in two weeks. So the schedule gets much tougher. Oh, so yeah. it's, I'll, I'll find out soon enough how, how good this team actually is. But I don't know. Did you, the, uh, Axel yeah. or Brett, do either one of you guys have any thoughts on the Vikings at all? Have you seen much of them yet? I haven't seen a lot of them, but um, I think, I mean, from what I've seen, they're definitely a strong team within the NFC. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I expect them to win their division and, and make a run. Well, if they don't win the division with this kind of a lead, I'll be more depressed than Axel is about the Jets. So <laughs> you're going to have to cheer us both up yeah. if that happens. Oh, uh, dude, I, I don't know. I'm I gonna, still have my team to worry about. True. I'm going to echo uh, what Solo was saying and what I chimed in there. I think it's a quarterback-centered league. I think people don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I think that people wanted to – people are more comfortable on a national level when you can point to one star, right? So for mm-hmm. instance, Dalvin Cook had over a hundred yards and a touchdown, right? So mm-hmm. I think people can start saying, Dalvin Cook, come you know what I mean? Like and I just think that it takes time and like Solo said as well, when when you come into this season, you see you, you Bucks, Packers, Bills, Chiefs you think like, okay, these are teams you think can do it, right? It takes time for people to accept. Even we're sitting here not accepting the the uh, the Eagles, who now have a perfect record still, right? So mm-hmm. I think that it takes time for these other teams to be accepted. And, uh, you know, the Vikings too, like you've said, they've shown flashes in the past, right? And yep. you think they're going to do something, and then they don't. Yep. So... It's yeah, a I'm just, weird season. I'm on pins and needles waiting for the flame out. And I, I mean, I, I'm not predicting it. You're but, not alone, probably. And I think yeah. that there's, there's a lot of people who feel that way. You know, I mean, I, as we're talking, I'm looking at the standings and it's kind of like a little bit insane, like Vikings six and one, the North Falcons, <laughs> right? And then you go and you say Seahawks. Right over the over the uh, Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. Nobody thought that was going to happen. I think no. the the <laughs> NFC East is maybe the only division in the NFC that is some kind of, except for the Giants, going as people thought. And the Giants are a big surprise, 
right? Even the commanders are probably doing a little bit better than people thought. But um, yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird, uh, a, a weird, weird season so far in the NFL. But you know what? It what? wasn't a weird game for the Cowboys because they dominated this motherfucker a little bit in the end, maybe. maybe what was it? The middle to the end solo? But Well, yeah, I'm going to explain it. I'm not going to go too much, but which means I'll probably talk for 15 minutes straight. So, um, <laughs> but, but on your point real quick about the Giants, uh, I'll quote the, the Jimmy Smith's promo. Welcome to East New York. Like every five seconds on CBS. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. 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 Jimmy, we know, we know the title of your show. No, I love Jimmy Smith, but I think you may see the downfall of the giants coming, even though they have an easy, you know, easy schedule. I think they're the one team that's a little fool's gold where I could agree. You know, I, I I feel that a little bit. I feel that a little bit, but Hey, who knows? So yeah, the Cowboys game, you know what? A you needed to see Dak improve. And he did. He was very accurate. He was, hitting everyone. I mean, he was running the ball a little bit. Like Dak was very good in this game. The old line was very good. And of course, Tony Pollard. I mean, he has the juice. I like his 14 to 15 touches, maybe with a few receptions added. And I know they got to still run with Zeke, but Tony is, is, and I don't mind them splitting carries this season, but when you come playoff time, I want to see more and more of Pollard. Um, Cause I know they were both got serious injuries last year that hurt them. So they're, they're trying to be conservative. Um, yeah. When, when, with the Cowboys is they have a great pass rush, but the bears run the ball so damn much with the design runs by fields and they just run, run and run. It became a very physical game on, on that side of the ball. And a lot of the Cowboys were injured in that game. Javon curse got hurt. Uh, Anthony Barr got hurt. Um, or, or yeah, Anthony Barr was hurt. He came back in and stuff. And, you know, you had a, a lot of guys going out cause they were getting, I mean, pounded. Um, and so I'm, I know people saying, well, the Eagles run the ball great too, but the Eagles, they do, but like a lot of teams don't run the ball. Like the bears do the bears are down by 20 points and they're still running the ball because that's what they have to do. And the problem is, I was saying, I was like, it got close in the middle. There was, I believe it was uh, the Cowboys were up by like five. And then they went on another run. And then they had a hard time stopping Fields and Montgomery and Herbert there. But the problem is, when you can't pass the ball, you cannot come back by 20. I, it's just, you know, everyone's saying, well, you know, the, the, the so-and-so team are 11 and one when they run, run the ball 30 times. Well, yeah, cause you're probably winning the game and you're running the ball a lot in the second half. You, you have to be able to do a, a mix and the bears just don't have that right now. And then when they did try to start passing, that's when the Cowboys pass rush was making things happen. So, um, it was a, it was a game they had to win. Um, and I'm glad they took care of business. They had still end up winning by 20 points. Um, I just do get a little concerned against the two teams that really scare me. I mean, the Eagles still do because they're rivals and they can run the ball. The Niners now with McCaffrey. And if Dalvin Cook's healthy, you know, Minnesota scares me a little bit. But the Niners really scare me because I just feel like the Cowboys don't match up well against them. But I'm looking ahead. That's for talking. 
December and January. But no, I, I was happy with the win. It was good to see Dak because I was a little worried about Dak. He wasn't that good against Detroit. He was awful against the Bucks. Didn't play in the preseason. It, it, it was like, is Dak? I mean, I didn't think he was done, but with without Amari Cooper, I was very worried. But even Ceedee Lamb looked. It just seemed like they they just they were better. And if the Cowboys can run this offense like that and play great D they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But again, it we're entering November. Uh, I'm pumping my brakes on my team because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so I'm um, like, Ando, I, I am, I am, I am, they're doing a lot better than I thought. Cause a lot of experts had them being third in the division. They, a lot of people were picking the giants and the Eagles over the Cowboys in the off season. Um, but their defense has gotten better. Yeah, they. I wish they would have traded for a, a wide receiver, but they were close to Brandon Cooks. But he's got an eighteen million dollar cap hit next year, which is ridiculous. So I'm glad they didn't do it. Wow. We got James Washington coming back. Uh, you know, so hey, I, I'm just excited that the team's playing well. Uh, before I was like, lose all the games. Sean Payton's the new coach, and I'd be happy. <laughs> but you know, I'm worried about losing Dan Quinn because I don't think Dan Quinn's a decent. I mean, Brett can tell you this. He got the Falcons to a Super Bowl, but I think he's a better offense, a defensive coordinator than a head better. coach. Yeah. He so, and, and, and yeah. And sometimes that's the way it is. Yeah. Like you know, Tom I know Bowles. you want to be the head coach. Like, honestly, Jerry Jones would pay Dan Quinn a shitload of money just to be the defensive coordinator. And what's wrong with that? But, you know, I mean, these guys want to be head coaches. So, no, I'm excited, and I, I look forward to Ando in a, in, on the pod when we got Cowboys versus Vikes. I know, oh boy, that's gonna be <laughs> yes. Oh, that's gonna be a. Whew. I'm looking yep. forward to that. That's the fun of it, though. I've learned to enjoy this more than because I used to be a wreck every week since I was eight years old. <laughs> I mean, I was always a wreck, and it's getting older probably. But I, I still. But the thing is, when the Cowboys lose, I already ha- tra- train my mind. Like if they are gonna, if I feel like they're gonna lose, I already prepare myself for it. So when the end of the game comes, I'm like, see, I knew it. So <laughs> I have this little little tricks I play in my brain. But uh, yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. This was a good game, man. This was a good game, and it was good to see Dak look uh, comfortable and confident and. Tony Pollard, who's on my fantasy team, I almost won my first game this year because of him. I really (laughs) like him. But, yeah, I mean, I think that it's best to use them together. I'm not one to say give only give Pollard the ball. I think that they should just do a better job of using them together because I think that Elliot seems to be a bigger, stronger guy, and I think you kind of move him, you know? back and forth. Am I right about that? Would you say the same thing? Yeah. Pollard has a little bit more of a swiftness. He's a little lighter. Oh, yeah. He's got the juice. He can no. run. He's got way more speed. Elliot can't break it to the house anymore, no. but Elliot, I mean, he is amazing at blitz pickup and getting those tough yards. Yeah. And so if you Blocking use a little too. fun, he's a good blocker. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying with blitz pickup. He yes. can, yep. he, he protects Dak. Because uh, I'm having flashbacks now when one of the Gronkowskis, I believe, was the fullback for the Cowboys, missed a block, and Tony Romo was out for the year for a broken collarbone. So you have to like that stuff. I get worried, but you can you can use <laughs> you can use Zeke 
in the right situations. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, set up Pollard for those home run shots, which um, I think you'll see them doing. And that's why I got to say right now, as of November 2nd or 3rd, whatever it is, I do like the Cowboys the way they've been coaching and game planning. I, I haven't said that in, in many years. And I, I, for once, I'm actually like, that's why I don't want them to get too cute that Dak can fire it now. Don't pass it 50 times. Still run the ball, or at least try to, but because that'll open up the passing game for them. There is a kind of an interesting stat I ran across. I don't know if you've heard this about Tony Pollard. When the when in Tony Pollard's career, when he's touched the ball fifteen or more times, the Cowboys are eight and zero. They have wow. never lost when he's had more than fifteen Jesus. touches. Wow, that is crazy. That's interesting. Yep, very interesting stat. I would say the first, then the first twenty plays, just hand off to Pollard <laughs> in, a <row. laughs> in a row. Yeah, I like that. In a row, just in a row, yep. get it out of the way, and then hey. we're gonna win. Script and then those life, plays, the Cowboys baby. To win. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields played pretty well in this game. Two touchdowns, 17 for 23, 151 yards. And uh, what do you have? Eight rushes, eight carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. I, I think that um, I might be reversing a bit my Justin Fields is total garbage. He's a backup <laughs> running back playing court. Uh, he's he, He's trying. And I hope I wish him success is what I'll say. I wish you success, Justin. That's nice of you, Axel. He's still really young too. He came yeah. out of college, you know, after his junior right. year. So what is mm-hmm. he like, twenty three years old or something? I don't know. He's and he's young. on a terrible team with a ter- no weapons and a terrible yeah. offense. I think I'm with you, Axel and Brett, a little bit. I'm kind of starting to see it against in that New England to go into New England and do what they did mm-hmm. and. I mean, to, to be close with the Cowboys, I mean, the, t- the Bears aren't good. They're not. And that kid, if they use him right, like imagine him with Belichick possibly or someone, you know, someone other than, uh, I mean, he, he could be the best quarterback of this class. And two weeks ago, I was, I was with you, Axel. I was like, no way. This guy's going to be awful. But he's really turned a corner. And I, you know, I, I, you know, if the Bears get a defense and some weapons, they may be tough in like two, three years. I like. To yeah, see that's. It. I'm. I'm glad Fields is finally coming around because I was trying to stick up for him for a long time here, and he was not. Yeah, making yeah. I mean, it's he's got the skill. I just he needs a coach that's going to be able to exploit what he can do well, and I think they're finally starting to figure that out a little bit. And like you said, they don't have the weapons there, so yeah, I think there's still and, hope for him. Yeah, and Brett, I mean, talk about. You know, bringing in a, a young quarterback, this whole thing of starting them so early in their careers with, you know, when they get drafted by bad teams, it's like, you know, you can damage a quarterback early on, uh, you know, yeah. if, if, by doing that. And it happens all the time nowadays. It used to never happen, but that's a tough spot for, you know, a 22-year-old in the NFL. <laughs> you, if you don't have a good rookie year, you, I mean, it might be done. So, um, yeah, I'm really rooting for Justin Fields. He's, he's a Georgia boy. Uh, went to high school here. He was drafted by Georgia. He was on Georgia for a year. He backed up um, Jake Fromm. And I think if he would have stayed at Georgia, he probably would have started his sophomore year. But he, 
he decided to transfer out for various reasons and oh. ended up at Ohio State. So that's where he kind of made his uh, mark there. But yeah, I'm really rooting for the guy. Wow, we got our Axel. We got our Kirk Herbstreit on our pod. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You're right, Al. Well, we hey. got Al and Herb right together. And I'll yeah. be Fitzpatrick. I'm Fitzpatrick. Uh, what, who does that make you, Ando? I don't know. We'll have to figure Urban that out. Meyer? No, <laughs> oh, God, shit. no. Not Urban That's Meyer. Anybody but real, that. Real quick, how did Fox let Urban Meyer back on their college show? Him and his damn sunglasses. Like, no, like he's not a bad dude. Like, I hate that. I, I, I It makes me sick. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I'm anyway. pretty sure he has compromising material on some very powerful people somewhere. Uh, I mean, how can you? I mean, it's like uh, it's like the Nets going to hire Uma Odoka. As they're after uh, the shit that went, I just they don't care if, if if they can get value from you. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, I remember when the Cowboys signed Greg Hardy that one year. After hearing what he died, was so pissed, and the Cowboys were awful that year. And I actually was kind of that's what that's what you get. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you get. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Anyway, Urban Meyer is off the pod. Urban Meyer. Let's keep it moving. Um, does anybody want to talk about? Have any of the other games? Let's put our feet up on the ottoman. Oh, chill! Stop tickling me, Brett. Talk about some other games. <laughs> Anybody have my one feet. that uh, that they watched in particular that they liked, or a game they other other than all? You know what boys? I you know what I could do, Axel. I could throw out a couple stats here, and if we wanted to talk about any of that stuff, let's in, do it. In those games. Okay, Geno Smith has his sixth multiple pass touchdown game this season. He's only had seven of those his first nine years. <laughs> oh, man. This was a great game to watch. I really enjoyed this, man, because I am 100% on the Geno train. 23 for 34, 212 yards, two TDs. That's not fantastic, but he didn't fuck up. He doesn't fuck up, right? Like He's, he's not- throwing good balls, actually. Yeah. I watched this game. He's throwing good solid balls i mean that one locket dropped i was like oh my god it was right on the money mm-hmm. yeah he did but then he came back and caught that touchdown yeah yeah and i thought that that was great and i thought the way that pete carroll was talking to him and gino was talking to him and everybody was just kind of like i don't know man they just seem to really be enjoying playing football and you love to see it I kind of like too how like the last few weeks Walker had kind of been carrying them with massive games and he mm-hmm. didn't really have a huge game and no. they st- they still Not won the they still had a nice game. They are fun to watch. Yeah, he was 18 carries for 51 yards. Had oh, a touchdown. Yeah, the Giants have a good D. But uh they were not able to find it on the uh offense here. Because Daniel Jones became Daniel Jones again. Yeah. They didn't do a lot of designed runs with him, which I think would have been more successful if they continue to do that. But uh, yeah. Richie James, a couple fumbles, and I think he got hurt too. I mean, they're just, they're a mess. I mean, Barkley, I don't think Barkley can carry them. It, 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 you just can't, a running back can't just carry a team. Well, Derrick Henry did against the Texans. Let me let me uh, let me uh, backtrack a little bit, but you know, it, it's just. I mean, imagine Barkley like on one of our teams. I mean, oh. you'd be taught he'd be 
like the MVP probably, <laughs> but it's just, you know, but it's good. To, at least he's not getting hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Cause I like, I like Saquon, even though he's a giant, I, I like the kid and, uh, but you're right. He, Daniel Jones did Daniel Jones things. Yeah. And it's still, kinda... like you said, I, I agree with everything you said. They're a mess and they're, yet they're still six and two, which is still, I can't fathom how they're that's I think what you said before about have to be a smoke and mirrors team six and two. I mean, it's gonna, man, it's just crazy that they're still in contention. They don't seem like they're, I guess just playing smart and not making mistakes in a lot of games can win you a lot of games in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones wasn't turning the ball over. Their defense yep. with a bunch of no-name guys. But, you know, Thibodeau is starting to rush the passer. And, you know, you got Barkley to control the ball. And they weren't making mistakes. They just they just were outplayed and probably outcoached. I mean, by Seattle this week. And, you know, they have great coaching. Everyone's on. Uh, the Giants coach, uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, uh, Margot Ma- Martindale or whatever. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, uh, Wink Martindale? No, no. Oh, that is a defensive guy. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Oh, that, the head coach. Daybold. Yeah, Daybold. Yep. Daybold. <laughs> Sorry, I just been watched The Watcher. So I got Margot Martindale <laughs> in my mind. Uh, oh, but great. yeah, no. It, yeah, it's really good. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think this is where the Giants will fall a little bit, uh, get down towards the pack. But I, you know, I could be wrong. But I just I got that feeling because their luck their luck seemed to run out this week in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, and and Saquon had virtually the same stats as Walker. Um, I just think that if Daniel Jones doesn't run. Right, they don't kind of make that part of the offense. You know, I know yep. we all listen to Lombardi, and he keeps on talking about his new thing is to say like a six pack offense, right? Where yeah. the quarterback yeah. is like the running back is just another person that you have to worry about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, past the line of scrimmage, and I think when they don't do that with Daniel Jones, they lose that edge. Now, I'm not saying that they could have won this game because I also think that Geno controlled this game and the D- and Seahawks defense. So uh, that was a good game, man. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Seahawks. You know, out here, everybody's a Seahawks fan. On Halloween, I was wearing my Jets uh, hoodie and people were like, Seahawks. And I was like, Geno. And they were like, yeah, we like the Jets too. And I was like, okay, yeah. that's not what you meant first, but all right, I'll let it go. Um, but yeah, that you was... got the edge, you get the glory, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got to get Jones more involved. Um, I got, I got, I got, another, I got another one here for you. Oh. Tyreek Hill Happy Halloween has 962 yards. He is on pace to break Megatron's receiving record and be the first receiver to ever have 2000 yards receiving in a season. Whoa. Hill and Waddle together have 1,688 yards, the most ever for a duo on the same team through eight games. And you know who's who's suffering for this? Mr. Tom Brady. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, he wanted to be the quarterback of the Dolphins, and that's why. Uh Yeah, with all this trade stuff, I was reminded this week that the Dolphins actually lost their first-round pick because of tampering with with Brady. I had forgotten about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm. great, Solo. Man, Ty, I have to say, I did not think this was going to happen. Um, not ju- not this game, but just Tua being able to 
toss it like this and and Tyreek, I guess I really just thought that a lot of that was Mahomes, but Tyreek Hill is fucking amazing. And I think you, and I don't know if Brett, you would agree with this, but um, I, I got to believe, even though he's a weird dude and probably podcasts about Lost and Game of Thrones, but their coach, Mike McDaniel, or yeah. Mike McDougal, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, Mike he, he does. Mike McDonald, I don't even know. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sweet freedom, turn the light on me. I had to start singing because the bodies in Brett's basement were starting to move. So I wanted him to, you know, we had to cover cover that up. But no, um, you know, his scheming, his scheming yeah. has been, you know, um, and, and, so Brett, are you uh, are you a Tua guy, Brett? I know we play for Alabama, so you know <laughs> you're not going to roll any tides. But oh man, it's hard it's hard for me to uh, not think about that heartbreaking Georgia Alabama game in 2017 mm. for the national championship. Sorry to bring it. Sorry to bring it up. Brother. Whenever you mention <laughs> Tua or Jalen Hurts, either one of those oh. are, are just crushing <laughs> memories. <laughs> now that they've been in the NFL for a couple of years, I can say, yeah, I, I do. I do like Tua. You know, I root for him. So I, I, I kind of like the dolphins. Now I like the jets more obviously in that division, nice. but um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a Tua hater. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved Herbert at Oregon. I vote, I've, I watch a lot of Oregon football through the years, Mariota, Dennis Dixon. Like, <laughs> I just was fascinated by Oregon. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> the hell was I going to go with this? Oh, so when the Dolphins drafted Tua, I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't see it. But now that everyone like hates him, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, he's not a quarterback. You know, I, I root for him. That I, I, I have a tendency to do that when people start hating on someone. I, I root for the opposite way. Uh, and, you know, I wish the kids success, just not too much success. But, you know, when you think about franchises who haven't won a Super Bowl in a while, I mean, the Dolphins haven't won since the 70s. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since the 80s. Yeah. That's hard to believe. We were talking about Dan yeah. Marino, best QB never yeah. to win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl 19 was his last one. And, you know, his yeah. second year, Luke get crushed by the Niners, and they're like, oh, Marino will be back. Never got back. Yeah. Well, the Dolphins, not only that, but they did. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the trades that happened, but they got Bradley Chubb and they got Jeff Wilson. And I think they're only going to get better. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see Dolphins Bills going forward this year. When do they how when do they play again? They play. They already played this year, right? Didn't they, they play the yeah, once? The Dolphins beat them in that. Oh, the weird, Dolphins beat them. That okay. was that sauna game where it was like ninety-five oh, yes, degrees right. the whole game. That's right. And the Bills ran like a hundred plays, and the Dolphins ran like three. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see, man. But yeah, well, the Lachlan likes the Dolphins, so I'll I'll be cheering for him. But that's a great stat, man. That'd be crazy if. Tyreek Hill does that with Tuit instead of Mahomes and all that shit he talked. Oh my God, you're before right. Before the season, where he was like, Tua is more accurate. Tua throws a better long ball. <laughs> well, and and that Waddle's still having a huge gear on the other side. True. Good. That's. I true, mean, that's man. just 
That's it's yeah. my, when I saw those stats, I couldn't, I didn't even believe it. I thought the stat that I came across my feed was like, that can't be right. And I looked and sure enough, it's, it's right. Yeah. And um, you know what though? Got to hand it to the lions for this game. was <laughs> Not as close as it seems because the lions were blanked in the second half, but you know, they did put up 27 points. Good job, Lions. And weren't they up need, 14 you, 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 nothing? Yeah, they, they were. were. Uh, I think so, yeah. They yeah, and were. actually you, you do need to give the Lions something because they're giving away everything else they have to other teams. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yep. Hawkinson mm-hmm. got went to your oh. team, the Vikings, baby. Yep. Uh we'll talk. So about should we that. line up? Oh. Yeah, um, I just want to say real quick, um, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Ru- rushing 49ers. touchdown, receiving touchdown, yep. passing touchdown. I love that kid and seeing him being used right. Unfortunately, it's with the Niners, who I hate. But I, I, I mean, I've always been a McCaffrey fan since Stanford. I was a Toby Gerhardt fan. Uh, hey, love, yes. love those white running backs because <laughs> <laughs> there's only like a couple Man. of them. But, but my God, that's this Niners. Even though the Niners, they're, they're injured. I, you know, of course, they beat Dallas in the playoffs last year. They came on late and then went and beat Green Bay and almost, you know, could have could have went to the Super Bowl. I, you know, Jimmy G is still their quarterback, but McCaffrey, man, he scares me. But can he stay healthy? That's yep. the thing. That, he, he was that, unstoppable on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The Rams are bad. They were my NFC Super Bowl pick. Uh, and, boy like uh Damashek says about Jerry he quotes Jerry Arbach when I I admit when I'm I admit when I'm wrong I admit when I'm wrong because the Rams don't look good at all and Odell Beckham ain't changing that team they got their Super Bowl and they're they're paying the price because they have no depth no depth whatsoever with no draft picks well can I brag on my preseason pick for the NFC in the Super Bowl the Dallas Atlanta? Cowboys, baby. Oh, Brett. See, I mean, God, I love BTK. I love you, man. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, make sure I you brag on who <laughs> makes. I also had the Rams in the NFC from the NFC Heath. So, but oh. uh, I, Brett, you should also brag on who your AFC team was. We don't need to talk about who my AFC team was. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans? Was I had the Colts. Oh, oh God. Okay. okay. Not that I thought that they were the just, best team, but, you know, I thought they could they could win their division and then, and you know, roll the Axel, down. I'm going to do a false start here and mention something before the onside kick uh, on our pod. But I got to talk about this 18 parlay that had me crazy. I was ready to buy jerseys for all of you guys. <laughs> I mean, I so. I was ready I just, to send you my size. Oh, dude, I was, I was, I was ready to put that up. Do that right away. I've been like, okay, uh, Fran Tarkenton jersey, uh, Richard Todd jersey, Steve Barkowski jersey, and Danny White jersey for me. But uh, no, but like, so I did this 18 parlay and I got going into the late games, I got, I had five out of eight. And I took, even though I took the Giants on our picks, I went with Seattle and then. I had the Colts against Washington and that game, the Colts are up. They fumbled. First of all, Sam Ellinger fumbles the ball. Jonathan Taylor fumbles the ball in the red zone. They're up by nine and they just blow it. And at the end, I mean, I was so sick to my stomach the way that the commanders and Taylor Heineke uh, made that happen. 
and it just crushed me. Now, I wouldn't have won the eight-teamer because I did have the Bills minus 10 and a half, but I would have hedged at least four or 500 bucks. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I was even, but like, it was like a $10 bet to win seventeen fifty, and oh my God, it, I was like, I was like, you know, could this happen? Because I, I will say it was two years ago. So I was betting a lot of baseball and stuff, and I was winning a lot. And I hit this 16 parlay in college. And I believe the deciding game, I don't know if this was 2019 or 2018, Georgia and Notre Dame played. And I forget who I took that game, but that was the last game I needed to cover. And I hit like 800 bucks. And so I was winning a lot. And then my buddy, who's a bookie, said they had a meeting and they brought my name up. And ever since he told me that, I, I've been sucky. <laughs> I guess I got, I don't know, the karma, the, the karma. They just, oh, they just, man. you know, so, so anyway, that's a lot of fun. But that could have been somebody. Yeah. Well, that was tough. We were pulling for you, buddy. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to mention it. Yeah. I didn't want to mention it, but I was like, you know what? It's not like I put a thousand, I didn't put 1700 on a game. It was 10 bucks. I was like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm already spending the money before the final three games ended, but I did, I did hedge. I, cause I had a feeling that the Seahawks game was in hand. I'm like, you know what? If Washington comes back. So I live bet it. So I put like 30 bucks on the live bet for Washington to win. And it paid like one Oh eight or something. Nice. So at least I, I recoup some money um, with that. But yeah, cause that's the thing about with betting live betting, you can really make some money if you pay attention. I I've, that's probably what the best I've been at this year is the live betting. Cause you can get really great odds. And if someone comes back, you can, you know, quadruple your money or more. Yeah. Uh, and that one was a nice payout. It's a good payout. Definitely. Three well, to you, one. You mentioned the Bills game where they defeated the Green Bay Packers, who had, what, their third loss in a row, or was it their fourth loss in a row? I believe that's four in a row. Four in a row, 17-27. And the Bills didn't really play that great in this game. No. Uh, they had a great second quarter where they scored 17 points, but, you know, Josh Allen really was, I mean, he saw 218 yards, 13 for 25, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 49 yards rushing. Uh, and I I felt, I watched this game, I felt like the Bills just controlled this game the whole time. And I also felt like, as I think a lot of people did, like, what the fuck is Aaron Rodgers doing? He seemed bored in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, he wasn't, they weren't really trying to win. I don't understand. They kept on running the ball. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I really, I, I didn't, I, I just think the Packers have just lost, they just lost all their mojo and look so blah. Like, you, you know, it's kind of sad because I, I mean, who didn't love used to watch Aaron Rodgers toss it and look like he was just having fun out there? Me, he didn't. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, you just still had to appreciate it, though, right? I mean. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I, can, I can't uh, I can't with a straight face say he was a bad quarterback. He's an awesome. He was yeah. an awesome quarterback. I think Sad. he's past his prime. He's on now, your but, rival. He's on your rival. Like, but I'm not going to shed any the tears. Cowboy season twice. Hey, in I the can playoffs. admit that I'm watching Brady now, who looks the same, and I and almost I feel bad for making fun of him. 
You know what I mean? Like, even though he's making bazillion dollars or whatever, I'm like, I still kind of feel bad. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. This game was just like, this was not a, I mean, even though it was 17 to 27, it might as well have been like nine to six or something as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't think it was as close. I watched that whole game too. I don't think it was as close as the score. I mean, uh, Allen threw a couple picks at the end that helped the Packers score it off, ended up scoring off of one of those. I mean, it it never was in in any doubt. It seemed like the Bills kind of took their foot off the yeah. pedal a little bit, which they normally don't do. So it, it was kind of a blah game, I thought. Brett? He's attended to his bodies. Oh. Brett, what are you doing? <laughs> How about you, Sol? Oh, damn it. Oh, I was, I was muted. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay I was going to say real quick. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both are, I think, something happened in the offseason. They, they like, their heart's not in it anymore. Yeah. They, Tom Brady definitely retired and then unretired. I think Aaron Rodgers basically did the same thing before he got his new contract. So it just, it's like they're not as committed as they have been. You know, they're not the hardcore that they have been their whole careers. And something's off with both of those teams. Yeah, and I think, Axel, I think this might be now, you know, we we know more about players' lives now with Twitter and the 24-hour news cycle. You know, maybe finally a little age and just off-the-field weird shit, like, has an effect on you. You know, it, it does. They're humans. And, you know, and when they're not getting protected at an older age, it's tougher to you would think. I mean, because, you know, Brady in his prime didn't have the best name receivers, but because of scheme and route yeah. running that he was able to do stuff, you know, um, with, you know, Troy Browns of the world and guys like that, where yeah. Rogers always had weapons. And now Rogers, unfortunately, he's later in his career but he doesn't have the, the, the receivers and it, they're just, he just, he just can't do it. They just, you know, he yeah. can't make them better. Yeah. And that's kind of the bookends, right? Cause the, the, uh, to start the week off on Thursday, the Ravens beat the bucks and it wasn't like Brady was terrible. He had 325 yards. He keeps on chucking it. I think he's, I think he's currently leading. I had the stats up here. I think he might, be leading the NFL in passing yards at this point. That's crazy to, if that's the case. Um, let me see. Hold on. Passing. He's uh, number two to Burrow. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. And it's not by oh, much either. It's by less than yeah. 100 yards. Yep. 2,267 yards. Okay. Um, but he, and he has nine touchdowns. That's not great for Tom Brady. Burrow has yeah, 17, that's where the, yeah. Josh Allen has 19, Mahomes has 20, Geno Smith has 13, Jared Goff has 12. I just think it's the situation, right? It's like you're saying, he doesn't have that. Oh, extra. Jersey Shore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the always, it all goes back to, that's Belichick, right? Situational football. I always think about that. And I think for Brady, it's like he's playing well. He's not terrible. But when the situation calls for him to take over that game and lead them down the field and win the game, he just can't do it this season. Yeah. 
He doesn't have that extra something. And because I didn't think I watched this game too against the Ravens, and I didn't think that either team played particularly great. I think it was a well matched game, and I don't think that Lamar had a fantastic game, but he had a good game. No, yeah, and they got they got it rolling in the second half too. The Ravens offense, did. yeah, yeah, they found their groove. Um, all right. Any, uh, do any other, other games catch our eye? Do we want to keep it moving and we can talk about them when we talk about the, uh, our picks? Yeah, let's keep it moving. Let's all move. right. Well, let's keep it moving. And now we're going to move. Wait a second. Onside kick. You like that transition? Oh, come on, Brett. Hands team. <laughs> <laughs> Hands team. Okay. <laughs> Good kick. Oh, we got the onside kick. All right. Well, we kind of talked about it already, but it's a trade deadline. And it was uh, the what many are saying, and I guess statistics prove the most trades. There were 12 players traded and 10 deals that were made on Tuesday. It was the most ever made on the deadline day. And there were also trades that happened leading up to it, right? Like McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So if you include them, it's a lot of trades for the NFL. Um, you want to talk about your new tight end, Ando? Well, I am very, very excited about him. He's, I mean, I watched him in college a lot. He was he played for Iowa, so I mean, I'm very familiar with Hawkinson. He's a good tight end, big, physical. Before the before this trade, the Vikings were last in yards per reception for a tight end in the NFL. They were 26th in. Uh, tight end rank just in yards per game, excuse me, yards per catch for a tight end was the lowest in the NFL. So, I mean, they, they need to tight end help. If you go back and look at some of cousins, best years, he had strong tight ends with him when Kyle Rudolph was uh, in his prime. And then when he was with Washington, he had Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, both had career years with him. Having a good tight end for him is, uh, I think could be a big deal. Last time the Vikings had a tight end with more than 80 yards in a game was 2018. So, I mean, it's a, it's been a weak spot for him for a long, long time. So I'm very excited. It should, and Hawkinson's a good guy for those third and six, third and sevens. And the Vikings have struggled on those, especially when they do their every once in a while, they get into that zone of running into the, running into the offensive line, a couple plays, and then having a third and long, and then they try to force to Jefferson or Thielen. Well, this gives them another option. I'm, I'm excited for the trade. I, I, I don't know. I'm very, very happy about it. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Anyone else have any thoughts? <laughs> Not really. I um, I'm sad you got him because it's another <laughs> weapon for you guys. But no, it was a good trade. Yeah, and he's young enough. He's young enough too. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, which mm-hmm. I don't know why Detroit. I understand you're probably punting on this year. But why do you give up your best tight? I mean, probably they don't. Not going to sign. I don't know. I well, mean, especially they, if the Lions are going to draft a quarterback next year. A young quarterback, and, a tight end's his best friend, and you know the weird thing is they, that the Lions picked up his option in the offseason for next year, so they have the Vikes have him for a full another year. And it's, uh, I mean, I know a few Detroit fans that are pissed that they traded him. It's like, why are we trying to build a team when you trade away one of the, the young, the, the good young players? So it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I would usually the Vikings are, again. Usually the Vikings are on the receiving end of the. I don't understand why they did this. So I'm I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Um, they got, uh, let's see, they got, uh, 
a two and a five or a, a, a twenty twenty four. Let's see, Hawkinson, blah blah blah, signed through fifth year option. This joins his NFC along with. So they d- dealt Hawkinson and a twenty twenty three fourth round pick and twenty twenty four conditional fourth rounder in exchange for a twenty twenty three second rounder and twenty twenty four third rounder. Okay, so they got a second and third round pick. That that's decent. I mean, wow. I I, I agree. It's kind of a strange move for from just Detroit's perspective, but maybe they could. You know, they got a second and a third. The dude has one more. You know, one extra year of control. I guess they thought it was time to move. Well, in the division too, which is also strange. I mean. We're going to trade him to a team. We get to play twice, too. I mean, that that always seems strange to me. (laughs) Ando, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up because I was hearing – forget I was uh, uh, moving the chains, Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller on Sirius XM Radio. Um, They were saying that now with younger GMs, the old stigma was never trade in your division – and then you kind of saw it on draft day, maybe picks like the Eagles and Cowboys making swaps, but they're not doing players that, that the young, the young GMs now are just like, they, they, they don't care about that stigma of you don't trade in your own division or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, that's interesting for the future of football. You, you might see more of that, which, you know, it's tough. Uh, yeah. You don't want to see Hawkins, and Vegas, but, but the yeah, analytics, but lions, they're just they're just a mess of a well, franchise. And that's, unfortunately. Speaking of the GM thing, I, the the new Quezzi Adolfo Mensa, the new GM here, is a young guy, and I love this guy. I have I happened to now that you brought up the GM thing. I was listening to an inter- Jared Allen went into the Vikings Ring of Honor this weekend, so Jared Allen was doing interviews all over the place, and uh, I can't think of who. I think he was maybe talking to McAfee or somebody like that, and they were asking him if he had went in and met met uh, Quezzi and met. O'Connell and all this and what they thought about him. And Alan was saying that at first he was a little skeptical because Quezzi is definitely an analytics guy, but he said he learned real quick that he surrounds himself with football guys and he is trying to meld the two, which is something we have talked mm. about a couple of weeks ago. Right, so I got right. super excited hearing that because, because Jared Allen was like, yeah, I'm more of a, he's like, I think Alan said, yeah, I wanted to be a, I wanted a coach like Zimmer where he would come in there and crack the whip and yell at you a tough love kind of thing. And he's like, some of these younger players don't like that. So this, that he said it's really cool that he's trying to mix these two things, and he was very impressed with it. So that even got me more excited about the Vikings when I heard but that. You're so, ex- so. you're so excited. You're ready for a November harvest, I think. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yep. Let's go right again. Well, that, that was a big deal. And also, I think we already mentioned the Dolphins, who got um, Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson and I think what right Jeff Wilson and and Raheem Most Mostert were both on the Niners, and now the Niners' oh, that's right. offensive coordinator mm-hmm. is the Dolphins. That's Mike. That's the Dolphins' head coach, right? McDaniel yeah. or Mick? Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew there was a connection McDonald, there. I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. Oh McDonald. yeah, duh. So yeah, because they traded Chase yeah. Edmonds in the Chubb deal to Denver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's man, Dolphins, good stuff there. And I and, and I guess you could see the Broncos. I mean, you know, God, how how you know, Axel, how two months have changed 
everything. Like you would think you got Russell Wilson, you gave yeah. up all that draft mm-hmm. capital and you're trading one of your best pass rushers yeah. in, in, in October or November. It's <laughs> like how the mighty have fallen. I'm, actually, I'd rather be a Lions fan than a Broncos fan right now. At least, at least I know they're going to have a high pick. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. For the next oh. like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your team, Brett, the Falcons dealt Calvin Ridley, who I believe is suspended for the rest of the season or the entire season. Yeah, the entire year, yeah. He's AZ Ridley. Uh, He's suspended indefinitely. So oh, he bet he on games, not right? Reinstated in February. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah he was in Brett's pool. Yeah. Eliminator pool. Wow. And he got <laughs> they dealt him to the Jags, and what did they get? Uh, Atlanta was some conditional draft picks. Yeah, the Falcons got a fifth rounder in 2023 and a potentially and then a potentially a second rounder in 2024. Now, it depends on if he's reinstated. If he's not mm. reinstated in February, it, it's a sixth round pick next year. Mm. And then they get a fourth round pick in 2024. But that could move up to a second round pick depending on incentives <laughs> contract So yeah. basically they're just they got something for them yeah. and they don't have to worry about them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't realize they they that fourth and se- or that second pick could go to a fourth or vice versa. Because with the with the fifth round pick, I was like, you know what? Jags aren't gonna do much. Maybe they can get a talented receiver when they come back. You know, who knows? It's worth a gamble. But I didn't realize that they're giving up more at the back end. So that good move for the Falcons. Good move for the Falcons. Yeah, not bad. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And it solves a problem, right? Um, Right. No one's going to write his name next to and have the Falcons in front of it. Uh, Did, what do you, I'm interested in what you all think of Naheem Hines from the Colts to the Bills. Do you think that this is going to make a difference for the Bills? What do you think of Naheem Hines, Mr. Solo? Naheem Hines, ketchup. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's a it's a it's a good move. He's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. But I just they have a crowded backfield. They drafted Cooks. They drafted Moss a couple of years ago, yeah, not too far ago. Good. They got Singletary. I'm like, if you're gonna trade for a running back, why not get a bruiser? To, you know, I, I, I so I don't I don't understand what maybe they just couldn't pass it up. Well, and, and they did and trade Moss in that deal. Oh, they did. Moss went to the Colts. True. Oh, did not know that. Zach Moss and a conditional two hundred twenty twenty three sixth round. Pick. And Elizabeth Moss is royalties. Mm. And Randy Moss. Included. Yes. Come on, man. And some uh, Moss, like <laughs> off a tree. Straight, straight cash, straight cash, homie. Uh, yeah. Why did the Bills do this? This is what I was thinking the same. Okay. Thing. Now I'm. Well, now that I'm thinking they got rid of Moss, so now they have three backs. I mean, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I, you know, it's almost like you know how Brady used to use like Kevin Falk, James White. How he's trying, you know, he does use Leonard Fournette, but that pass receiving, yep. um, and, and, and Hines, I guess you know they're looking for depth too, uh, case injuries too as well. So um, I don't think, yeah, uh, I guess it's interesting. It's just. But you're right, though, with these trades, this is the most like name players that have been traded at a deadline, the most trades. I mean, with the salary cap, it's tough to do, but where maybe it's the young GMs and, you know, you know, it's so tough because that's why you'll never see quarterbacks being traded at the trade deadline because 
you need an off season. You can't just plug in. If everyone had the same system, it'd be one thing, but they don't. So you, you're not going to see a quarterback get traded like that unless, I mean, the Jimmy G trade years back, but it was to a team that it was already out of it. And Jimmy actually played his best football that year. So that's kind of like, um, you know, that doesn't happen too often, but yeah. But then you got so many, like why Brandon cooks wasn't traded that $18 million hit next year. No one wanted to touch that, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really more complicated to do trades mid season, but a lot of teams pulled it off this year. It was, I, I liked it. It was fun. Last one to mention uh, <clears throat> quickly is uh, Chase Claypool to the Bears, um, which is maybe a good thing for uh, Justin Fields. But I'd also think that um, I don't think like Claypool is great, but uh, I don't know. Gives him another some, weapon. Uh, another weapon. Yeah, another target. But yet. But yeah, you know, they're trading all the Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith to the Ravens. That was a good pickup. But, you know, then they get Claypool. So I, I, but I'm thinking that, you know, again, it's another, but Claypool, I believe, is a free agent after this year. So it's like, you know, and he, is he really going to stay with Fields? Well, mate, you never know. Uh, If they give him the money, show him the money. Yeah. I think they have him for, I think they have him for a year and a half. Okay. Have him for this one season after. Yep. I think so. Okay. Okay. Uh, that makes sense because, uh, but yeah, Claypool had a great rookie year with Big Ben in Pittsburgh, and then you know it hasn't been the same. So uh, you know, I, I guess the Bears are like, you know what, we we should get our quarterback some weapons and make our defense worse. But I, I don't, Ro, Roquan wasn't gonna. They, I don't think he was in their future plans. Robert Quinn, I believe, is a free agent, got traded to the Eagles, uh, older. Uh, pass rusher. And there's so always cap and money stuff involved too. There's a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's something to be said, which when you drill down into the numbers, like you say, when you, they delay or take a cap hit or dead money or whatever, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. all a bunch of accounting bullshit, which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> I don't. I can't because I don't. I don't know if I understand it yeah. honestly. Roster but, bonuses, and, exactly. But, yeah. but you know something that I do want to talk about is What's that Axel. Oh well, should we talk about the Dan Snyder? We talked about the eighteen parlay. I had a good. I was going to go into the hammock, but I guess we should say that late breaking news. It looks like finally there's some federal investigation into their financials, but it looks like Dan Snyder and his wife are going to finally sell the Washington commies. Should that's it? Should he's yeah. Yep. You're, you're how amazing though, guys. Are we seeing in all sports, in basketball, twice with the Clippers and the Suns, and now that ownership, you know, you can't do those things anymore that you could sweep under the rug and no one will find out, or the good old boys club, you can't do that anymore. You can't let things happen. And, I mean, it started with Gruden and those emails, right, during that investigation. I mean, there's there's, – which is good because as much as I can't stand Washington, there are – I love the city. <laughs> I, I don't like the, the red commies because they're my Cowboys rival, but the fans, I think someone mentioned this, the fans don't deserve this with this mm-hmm. owner. Yeah. Uh, one of you guys texted that. And, and it's just like, you know, I'm at the point where I love the product of the NFL 
And, you know, when Washington's good, it just makes it more exciting. I mean, the Cowboys-Washington rivalry has been dog crap for the last 25 years, and it's become more Cowboys-Eagles now. Uh, But it's just like, it's sad. It's sad that, you know, that team has not been good for like 25 years. And so, yeah, get them out of there, right? Agree. Yep. And just as football fans in general, you just like to see – the thing that you devote your time and energy to and get involved with emotionally, financially, podcastily. Um, <laughs> that these are things that you can kind of not be ashamed. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and often the NFL is shameful in yeah. all manner of things, except yeah, for when the game is actually being played. So. Yeah, I, I, the thing I like about it, it's kind of like exactly what you're saying. Like when I go to Thanksgiving dinner here in a few weeks and I'm telling people that I'm doing an NFL podcast, I don't want the first thing to be saying is, oh, what's the deal with that owner doing this stupid <laughs> shit? Or I, I, I hope they clean the, keep cleaning this crap up. Oh, pass the stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> the stuffing. yeah. Hey, Ando, I see you on the hammock. Pass the stuffing and also tell us how our week eight picks did. <laughs> I think that's another great transition, Axel. Thank you. The uh, and I know why you want to get to this because you waxed us last week. Ooh, I'm bending Twitter. the knee right now, Folo. Bending the knee to Axel, who went ten and five. I uh, finished nine and six. Brett finished eight and seven, and Heath will be picking last this week because he finished last at seven and eight. Oh, oh pick my God. You know what? I think that the person who wins should be able to pick the order, not that they have to go first. <laughs> Oh, changing on the floor. You want to change it? Well, we've always, we have I been like going the in the first to worst every time, but I kind of like the parody of uh, you, you won. Well, you, now you got to you're forced to go first because right. a slight disadvantage. All right, Brett, I'll go with you. <laughs> and, and, and notice, I picked uh, other than like one week. Even when we didn't, I was always picking first. So. I think you could do it, Axel. Okay, I think you I'll could still it. be good. I'll do it. And I'll see, it. I don't know because I haven't finished first or last. So I've just been in the middle every time. So I have no yeah. idea what either one is like. So the, well, you, uh, our, you would have been in first if not for that damn backdoor cover that Axel got with the Packers Bills game. Yeah, exactly. That, or 17 the whole game. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, yeah. But so I'm you're, not, you're welcome, Axel, I for Josh Allen. I Aaron Rodgers. I'm a silly man. <laughs> I'm trying to manifest <laughs> wins. You're just a raggedy man. I am. On the uh, on the overall standings, we had he- Heath has got 42 wins, Axel 41, I got 38, and Brett has 35. So there's still plenty of time. One of these weeks, somebody's going to do really well. We'll just hopefully it's this well, week. Axel just did, right? <laughs> well, yeah, 10 well, and 5 is pretty good. Yes. Well, if someone go, can go like 14 and 0, then what, isn't that like $4,000 or something? Yeah. Then yeah. We're, oh, oh, oh that's right. Every week. We didn't win yes. this. Axel. Folks. <laughs> for for my picks when you bet don't bet the thursday game because i haven't won a thursday game since kwanzaa or whatever i don't know thank you buddy well do we want to start picking for this with next week now let's do it are you guys ready well first we've got this week we've got fewer games 13 games because there is a whopping six teams on by mm-hmm. the browns the cowboys the Broncos. Oh, we don't have to watch the Broncos on national TV. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. The Giants, the Steelers, and the Niners. Mm-hmm. And we will start with uh, tomorrow night. Not only 
are the Houston Astros playing at the Philadelphia Eagle or Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing at the Houston Texans on Thursday night, where the Eagles are favored by 14. Axel, what do you got? Well, um, the Texans at a whopping 1-5-1 and one against the 7-0 and o Eagles, but... 14 points? Yes, the Texans are horrible. And the Eagles look awesome. They look like they're getting better every week. I believe in the Eagles until they play the Cowboys, at which point I'll pick the Cowboys. <laughs> so That's I'm a riding. Christmas Eve game. Oh, baby, I love Eagles that Cowboys. Oh, my, you know, my Christmas could get ruined. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> because this year for Thanksgiving – there, there's three games, right? And they're all good. Remember, we were looking at mm-hmm. them. And yeah. um, my wife is going with most of our family to a Duke game because they're playing against Oregon somewhere around here. And oh, nice. uh, so I get to watch all those games by my lonesome chill. Well, happy Thanksgiving to Axel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do live sh- and then Spotify we're going to do Thanksgiving live. another day. So we still have Thanksgiving. <laughs> you got to do a selfie of just, just you and a giant turkey, like right in the front. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. A I'm turkey and a jet jersey. Brett. I'm not having turkey. I'm having barbecue from the barbecue ah. place up the street, some ribs. Oh, oh, that sounds good, too. Oh, God, I'm starving right now. Yeah. I just I had a salad for dinner. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now well, you're- That's what I need after I have barbecue solo. <laughs> it's hard to poo-poo. Yeah. Well, I had one of your acid reflux slash whatever last week, and I was thinking of you while that was oh, happening. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Anyway. Okay. So who are you picking? I, oh, you took the Eagles? Yeah, I took I, the Eagles I'm going to do – I'm going to – It's a go. <laughs> yep, I'm going to – <laughs> This one pod's going to go until 5 in the morning, so we don't really need yeah, to – Sorry, Brett. Brett, oh. <laughs> take your pills. I – I will also take the Eagles. The the Texans are just bad, and the yeah. Eagles are – they seem to be getting better. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders, so I can't – even though it's a lot of points, I can't not take the Eagles. So, Eagles. Brett, your first in-person pick on the pod. Ooh, hey, right. I – oh, no. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I you know, I've been struggling in last place, and last week I introduced AI Brett to make my picks for me, an algorithm that I developed. And it did okay. I went eight and seven. I beat Heath. That's all I was really trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can improve on it. So it's a a work in progress. I'm tweaking a few things, but uh, I'm referring to the Rehoboam recliner again. (laughs) I like it. And uh, that's a double R, by the way, Bubba. A double R? And Rehoboam has Philadelphia winning by 16, so I'm going to take Philly minus 14. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Surprised. Solo. It's Thursday night. Weird things happen on Thursday. Mm -hmm. But the Texans are bad. I mean, I think there'll be the crowd will be rocking for like three minutes and then the game's going to be over and we're going to be watching the World Series. I also am going to take the Eagles. Man, can their schedule get any softer? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you sons of bitches. But yeah, the Eagles are the 
right now the best team in the NFC. And I know they're playing crap teams, but it, it, you're playing the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I, I would hope, I would love to see the Texans win this game. Not going to happen. Uh, the Eagles should win by 20 some. I, I do fear the backdoor cover, but not in this one. <laughs> Go with it. Fly, Eagle, fly. No backdoor <laughs> man this week, Solo. No, no, no Jim Morrison. Next up, Sunday night football. We have the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half. Wow. Okay. I just have to say that this line I find to be very surprising. I really do. Am I the only one? I hope I'm not the only one. Melissa Etheridge is the only one. Tennessee Titans are five and two. Kansas City Uh Chiefs are five and two. The Titans, after getting off to kind of a rough start, losing to the Giants, getting destroyed by the Bills, they are now on a one, two, three, four, five-game win streak. Okay, folks? The Tennessee Titans. Now, they beat the Colts, the Commanders. They beat the Colts twice, the Commanders, the Texans, and the Raiders. But they're still on a five-game win streak, okay? I'm going to pick the Chiefs. (laughs) Axel was doing his Dennis Leary, okay? (laughs) No, honestly, um, I think the Titans are playing really great. And uh, I love the team. I think that they play hard. They have a lot of heart. Uh, Derek Henry has been doing better, right? This is when Solo says better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Malik Willis, Malik Willis threw the ball, what, 10 times and threw a pick 55 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, hey, Tannehill also 132 yards passing. Um, I do, but I think that the Chiefs are rolling and I think that, the Titans beat some bad teams, not very convincingly. And their defense is decent, but not great. And I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs here. I know it's a lot to pick both of these to cover. We got to be wrong about one of these games, folks. This one, I oh. I, I hate this line, too. I, I just, I got, dang it, I don't. I'm going to I'm going to take the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is going to Derrick Henry's fired on all cylinders. I I think the Chiefs are still going to win. But I'm changing I, I think, my pick. I'm changing my pick. I'm going with Ando. Wow. <laughs> you get one of those one of the one of those a week. So you used it up there. <laughs> are you sure you're going you want the Titans actually? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm saying they won five games and I, I'm trying to convince myself, but I can't. Go with and your I, gut, buddy. Go with your gut. I think buddy. the Titans you're, you're gonna be winning twelve, I don't think they're gonna 12 win. and a half to nothing. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna win, but I think that they're gonna cover twelve and a half points. The uh I th- I think the Derek, I think they're just gonna they're gonna keep it close. It's gonna be a lower scoring game than what we're used to. Now that I said that, the Chiefs will go out for fifty, but I'm gonna. T- I I know. Ugh, I just twelve and a half seems like an awful lot for a team that can control the ball and the way. Like I said, the way Henry's running the ball right now, I'm gonna go with the Titans. AI. Well, this this was the, this was the toughest one for me because Rehoboam says that Kansas City will win by twelve and a half. So I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> Push. 
I, I don't push. think I, I don't think you can push with a half a point, can you? Damn. <laughs> um, no, you know you can't. You know what? I'm so I'm going to implement uh, the solo rule, except I'm going to go against the solo rule since. <laughs> oh, so that's the, the last time. That's the BTK anti, rule, anti-solo rule. So I'm going to go with Tennessee plus twelve and a half. Ooh, doggy. Okay. Do we know if Tannehill is playing? Is it probably not? Because he didn't play last week. I know Axel threw out his stats, but he didn't play. <laughs> it was all Malik Willis. Oh, no, that uh, was the week. wrong week. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was wondering. I'm like, what game were you watching, buddy? No, uh, no, it was Malik Willis was not Said very he was good. Wednesday limited in practice, Tannehill. Yeah. Um, I mean, because if Tannehill's playing, I would consider taking the points. I just, you know, Derrick Henry, the last four games against the Texans was over 200 yards in his career, which is insane. And that's all they did was hand off, and the Texans are bad. I think Arrowhead under the lights. Um, if I knew Tannehill was playing this, kind of like the Russell Wilson London pick, where I went Jags, but if I thought Wilson was playing, I would have went the Broncos. Uh, but, um, you know, I... I hate laying all those points, but I'm going Chiefs and a blowout. Uh, I, I'm going against the grain. I'm on Revis Island. Uh, I, I, I'm, I think every a lot of people are going to be on the Titans, I believe, because of the 12 and a half. But I, I, I think it's easily two touchdown win by the Chiefs. Okay. Groundbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, you uh, want to change it back? Ryan Tannehill <laughs> returns to practice. Ooh, okay. Mm. That's the assumption I had. I know what you were talking about, well, but yeah. I thought that I thought we knew that he was coming back to play because I think he's going to play. Okay, I'm still going Chiefs. I'm still okay. the Chiefs coming off a bye too. You may have mentioned. I don't know if anyone cares about that, but Andy Reid. That's yeah. right. Coming yeah. off a, well to win though. Yeah, like we all think the Chiefs are going to win, just not cover. But I think the yeah. Chiefs will cover. Late Andy, pick by Tannenhill. Andy Reid's head may not be in the game. His son just got sentenced to prison, too, That's yesterday true. or the day before. Yeah, and can I say that was ridiculous to get three years for that? And uh, uh, we shouldn't get into it. We're on a football <laughs> podcast. You could you could podcast with Alex Hahn and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> true. Next up, we have but Andy the Raiders. But Andy Reid is Very good. The Raiders at the Jaguars. Raiders by one and a half. You know, I made myself a promise that no matter what I thought, I would not pick the Raiders again. (laughs) Um, And, oh, man, this one is a tough one because the Raiders are just let you down week after week. Uh, they got blanked by the Saints. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints lost go to the Broncos. In, in London. This was the London game, yeah. London calling from a faraway town. But I heard that Russ did pretty good. He had 252 yards, a touchdown, an interception. 
How did uh, Trevor Lawrence do? Ooh, 18 for 31, 133 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Not good. He's awful. Yeah, He's he awful. is not doing good this year. Um, God, fuck it, man. Fuck it. I'm taking the Raiders. The Raiders. Well, it's not I, uh, a G. It's not a G W G. G R G. But George R R Martin. But it I think both of a, these teams need about five of five wins in a row to have a get right. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a double B. Double B bounce back. Oh, I like that. Ooh, okay. Well, I did watch a little bit of that uh, Broncos-Jags game early on Sunday morning last week, and Lawrence looked bad. I don't think Josh Jacobs and Carr and Adams are going to lay another egg like they did last week. I think the Raiders will bounce back and win this game, even though they have burned me every time I've taken them. The Jags are just not. that. They made the Broncos look and Russ Wilson look decent again. They, I really, when when Heath early on, when we said we need to take the gas pedal off the Jags a little bit, I've completely shut off the car and jumped uh, out the window. It's, I'm glad I was right about one thing. It's, oh, man. So Raiders all the way for me. AI. Well, the Raiders got their get-right game against the Texans a couple of weeks ago. They looked good. And, <laughs> and against the Saints, that was supposed to be their real get-right game, and it was their get-wrong game. They They might be a different team on the road, and this is in Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville... Wrong lost game. against Denver, but they were. I feel like they were in control of most of that game. I didn't watch it, but I think weren't they up until like the last for the minute? beginning? For the beginning, mm-hmm. they were up 10 nothing, and I think you know what? I'm 14 10. Let's cut through the ball. I'm going Jacksonville plus one and a half. Oh, there's the brat we know and love <laughs> AI. AI solo. You know, it's amazing, actually. You've got Brett's AI to speak this week. I know. This, we're improving. Next thing you know, he's going to be recording the pod. Next the week. budget got up a little bit for this week. <laughs> the budget. <laughs> it's GarageBand. Because <laughs> Ax- Axel won this week, so he made some money and you know, he's upgrading things. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is an awful game, like most of these games this week. I, I just think the Raiders have too much talent to lose to the Jags. Uh, the Jags are bad. I do love ETN, but Auntie M ain't going to do it this week. I'm going the Raiders minus the Raiders. All right. I'm on Revis Island. <laughs> yes, you are on Revis Island. Next up, we have Brett's 2022 Super Bowl champion, Indianapolis Colts, going to, <laughs> going to Foxborough to play the Pats, where the Pats are favored by five and a half. Ten. Um, now the Colts didn't they fire their offensive coordinator? I believe yes, they so. did. Um, and is Matty Ice back as the starter, or has that not been? No, he's benched nope. for the year. Yep. Because that they was a he's not thing too, right? Wasn't that? I'm sorry. Was, I thought that one of the the reason too is they factored in that if he keeps playing, he's going to hit certain incentives in his contract. So he oh, really yeah. is like oh. just benched for the year. Yeah. Unless they I, have to play him. I had heard something about how the injury thing, he really wasn't even hurt that bad. They just want to just say you're done. Yeah. Um, so that means uh, Sam Ellinger. 
Okay, I was gonna say Eichmann, but that 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 would be a different. Sam, no, he he was on Animal Kingdom. Okay, movie. Um, yes. Uh, you know, I hate the Patriots, and they just beat the Jets. But the point of this is not for me to pick the team that I like more. <laughs> wow. I love it when Axel goes first. <laughs> yeah. The Colts are not a great team. And I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Um, How did he do in the last game? Oh, I f- freaking fumbled and was no good. Let me see. Stupid yeah, Colts. 16 for 76. Eh, that's not bad. The fumble, though. Yeah. And he's not really catching the ball. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're in New England. I think that the Pats can beat them by a touchdown. Pats it is. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I'm not in love with them either. And I don't think you want to phone a friend played great for against the jets, but you don't want to phone a friend. No Regis. Okay. I'm going with the Pats. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't 50, like 50. I don't like either one of, <laughs> I don't like either one of these teams. I don't, ugh, I just, I'm going to go with the Pats just cause I think, I mean, Belichick's had some time to prepare for a untested quarterback. And I think he's going to throw stuff at him that he won't be able to handle. And then they're at home. So I'm going to go with the Pats. I don't like this pick, but I'm going to take the bats. And you bench Matty Ice. That's some bad karma, Colts. Mm. Give me the pats. They're going to win by eight. Uh, Ooh, AI speaks. (laughs) The Colts screwed me out of hundreds of dollars. (laughs) They screwed Mm -hmm. me. They screwed me. Pats by 12. I'm going pats. No Ellinger. I had faith in you, and you screwed me. Your defense screwed me. Jonathan Taylor screwed me. I'm done on the Colts. I hate the Colts now. Damn. The Colts are still going to win the AFC, but they're going to lose this game. By yes, <laughs> yes. They're going to go on a win streak. <laughs> Ooh, this next game. Okay. Hey, you know, one, one thing I got to say, Ando, before you go, yep. is I've never, when we do this, this live picking, I've never heard us gasp and groan more <laughs> at these games than ever. It's this, just like it's like, oh, this ah, oh. this slate is just not good. This yeah, this next game, I think, good. is one of the more interesting ones. So, the Miami Dolphins are gonna go and play the Monsters of the Midway. Ooh, Dolphins at the I Bears. Like Dolphins minus five. Um, first off, I think this line is way low. And second off, even though I just complimented Justin Fields and the Bears, I have higher higher compliments for the Miami Dolphins, especially when the Bears have lost a great defensive player and the Dolphins have gained one. I don't know if they're, they're probably playing, right? Um, I'm going yeah, I'm sure he'll... on this. I think the Dolphins yeah, are going to win by 17. That's what my AI says. Oh, your AI. Yeah, I think it's uh, Axel Intelligence. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Axel Intelligence. That is perfect. The oh. uh, 
Excellent. Tyreek and Waddle and company are going to run all over the or pass all over these guys. I've watched the Bears enough. To <laughs> Probably watch. run too. They, you're right. I mean, and the Bears might be able to put up some points, but they're not going to put up anywhere close to enough to beat the Dolphins. I I've got the Dolphins here too. The Dolphins are going to win this game close, but they're not going to cover. Give me Chicago plus five. Whoa. <laughs> B-I. I am. Oh, all right, ready? Oh, man. Oh, I don't man. know. Dolphins beat the Lions by what? Four? Five? Five? They covered their spread. I think it was five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. When they were down. I mean, the Dolphins are a better team. Uh, the Bears are going to run the crap out of the ball. Ugh, I don't know. I my my heart says dolphins. I don't know why my heart says the dolphins, but it does. I mean, I, the heart wants what the um, heart wants. Solo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're the they are the better team. The Bears got blown out by the Pats, blown out by the Cowboys. I want to take the points, but if it was over a touchdown, I would. I'm going Dolphins minus the five and whatever. All right. Brett's the outlier. Brett's on Revis, Revis Island. Yep. This is the Brett week. B-I. Here's another game I'm I'm really I'm curious to watch this game, especially after what the Panthers have been playing like the last few weeks. But they go visit Cincinnati, where the Bengals are favored by seven and a half. Man, what the fuck happened to the Bengals? Um the Browns really handled them. Completely. Couldn't run the ball. They couldn't run the ball and they couldn't protect Burrow. And that's been they what every week's been three or more sacks. Yep. They've given up. That's Damn two right. blowout upsets on Monday night football in a row after the Patriots Bears and now the Oh uh, yeah. And uh do you think having Chase they would have won that game? I think it would have been a lot closer. The Dolphins Yeah, I mean, I mean it it could have changed the dir- trajectory what was that word uh, of the beginning of the game i mean i mean i hate when people say like well if the bucks had chris middleton they would have beat the celtics it's like you don't know that because maybe giannis doesn't take as many shots and maybe middleton's off you know so it's kind of like i mean you think they would have a better the spread probably would have been higher (laughs) um but it's just cleveland has had cincinnati's number again divisional games axel and sometimes you got to throw out the records, you know, and we, you know, we went with Ando's don't bet on Jacoby Brissett, but we, we lost uh-huh. with his theory. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that, that theory got blown out of the water last week. So yeah, like all of ours, I'm going to take the Panthers and the points. Well, after I spent like three or four minutes on last week's podcast saying how the Bengals had righted the ship and they were, I was pumping up Burrow and how awesome he was, and boy, that I they made me look foolish. That the the Browns just dominated them in every way. I mean, it was. I think until Chase is back, I'm I'm not high on the Bengals. I don't think they might, they might still pull this off, but I'm I'm really liking the Panthers right now. They're playing since McCaffrey's been gone. They've been playing better. I don't know if that's exactly what's going on there, or if it's just. I mean, Foreman has had a couple of huge games rushing. I think the Panthers may not win this, but I think they will stay close enough to cover. 
So I am also taking the Panthers. The Panthers have impressed me the last couple of weeks. Beat the Bucks by 18. Probably could have or should have beat the Falcons on the road last week. But they are the Panthers, and the Bengals are the Bengals. They're they're back at home in their comfort zone. They're going to win by 10. Give me the Bengals, minus 7.5. LL Cool J put on an album, Walking with a Panther. Very yes. good album. Mm-hmm. True that. Uh, True that. There's a Panther on the cover of it. Yeah, there is. And I think Joe Burrow is going to tame the Panthers like LL did. Mm. I think everything says – Carolina's been playing tough, blah, blah, blah. The Bengals lost on Monday night. They got blah, embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. I'm, ta- I'm with Brett. I'm taking the Bengals. GRG, baby. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers going to Detroit, and the Pack are favored by four. Divisional game. Packers. <laughs> Just wait. Sorry. Take my time here. No. Packers. No, please do. It was hilarious. <coughs> Lions. Oh, my. Minus four. BB. King. For the Packers. <laughs> Maybe. Don. I don't know, man. You know what? The Lions have heart, and they're only one in six. They're not a good team. Packers are not a good team right now either. I'm picking the Lions. Well, the Lions are bad. The Packers are not quite as bad. I think they can. I think they can. When in, I, I think I said it last week. When in doubt, I take the team with the with the best player on it, and I still think Aaron Rodgers is the best player on the God in going to be in this Rogers. game. I'm taking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a roller coaster of emotions. You know that. <laughs> He's putting you through a roller coaster of emotions just on this podcast episode. We're not I, even watching I, him. I really love. I have to say that some of my fondest moments of watching football have been watching Aaron Rodgers. I love the way this dude plays. But he just looks like he is fucking half asleep. He just doesn't give a shit. Lions. I'm not. I'll, I won't argue with that. I completely agree. I just the line. I've watched them way too much of the Lions this year, and they just they're bad. They're. I. I'm starting to think that Campbell isn't really that great of a coach. I think he's. I, he's think? an awesome guy, but I don't. I just and losing Hawkinson. That team trading him. I know it's not a huge name, but that's still one of their young guys. That team's going to be down. They fired one of their coordinators this week, or one of their couple of their coaches. I don't. I just. Yeah, that's right. And the, the DBs coach. Yeah, DBs yeah. coach. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I. I. I hate taking. Like I've said, every time I've done it, I hate taking the Packers, but I have to. I can't take the Lions here. All right. Uh, you bought that Clay Matthews book. You know it. You. You're, mm. You. You yeah, love your. Pack. Yeah, we're not changing. returning it. <laughs> those kids man they'll change you and uh they'll change you well i've seen a lot of the packers this year and i don't think they're a good team i think their line their lines are still bloated every week they almost never cover the spread 
I think they they could very easily win a close game here, but I like the four points. I I, I don't think they're going to win by more than a field goal if they do. Lions are at home. Give me the Lions plus four. Nice. I always feel oh, is it in that takes what I take. Is it, oh, it's it is in Detroit. Yeah, at Detroit. Oh, for some reason I thought it was in Green Bay. Oh, well, this is my theory, and whether I act on it, I don't know. So Packers have lost four in a row. They're playing the homely Lions in Detroit. The Packers are gonna kill Detroit, win by a couple touchdowns. Then the following week, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys come to Green Bay. And it's a big, you know, and everyone's going to be on the Packers because they beat Detroit. Aaron Rodgers going to beat McCarthy. And then we're going to come in and finally slaughter them. Uh, so which means the Lions will cover and the Cowboys will lose to the Packers. So that's what probably that means. Um, the, the Lions. I, oh, my God. Do, we, do I really go up with the Packers after they screwed me too after all these games and Oh, the Packers, and they screw you the other way on Sunday night. I, you know, but the Lions are Talk bad. Back though. door, man. Hey, speaking of back door, and Jamal Williams against his old team. I know he's been on the Lions a few years. You know, I'm looking at storylines here, but I got to go the Pack. I believe this is going to be an AJ Dillon game. He's finally going to bust out for once. So I'm going the Pack, guys. All right, I'm with you. The Pack it is. Next up, one of only two late afternoon games this week. What? Only eight <laughs> early eight early games, two late games, and that three prime times. Yeah. The Rams are gonna go down to Tampa, where the Bucks are favored by three. Mm, man, the Rams just are not looking good. They just don't look strong. They look depleted on defense. Freaking Super Bowl curse, baby. Tom Brady in the Bucks. We already talked about Tom Brady. He doesn't look like he gives a shit. But you know what? This is the week he starts Karen. I'm picking the Bucks. He starts a Karen? Oh, starts Karen. Starts Karen. This is the week they start Karen at quarterback instead of Tom Brady. And Karen's going to kick ass. Um, I, I think this is a good matchup for the Bucks to uh, bounce back a little bit. Because even though we're complaining about the uh, aforementioned Buccaneers, they're just a game back from Brett's Falcons. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's. I'm sure they're still the Vegas favorite to win the NFC South. Yeah, yeah they are. They, they have are. lost three in a row. This is it. This is the G R G Brady, the George R R Martin game. Yep, get right Brady game. G R B. Yeah, I, I, I'm struggling with this game because both of these teams have burned me a couple times this year already. I <laughs> Yeah, and they're playing each other. It's like yeah. awesome. Mm. And it's the Rams, though, just haven't – I don't know. They just – neither one of them looks like they play with a lot of energy right now, and, like, nobody really wants to be there in either one of these teams. It's going to be probably a hell of a matchup. I, I'm going to go with the Bucks because they're at home, 
And I, th- I, I, I just can't see Brady being in this kind of funk all year long. I'm going to take the Bucks to win and cover. Yeah, this line has moved. Earlier today, I looked at it. Tampa Bay was two and a half. Now they're three. So money's coming in on the Bucks, and I think there's good reason for that. Um, I think they're going to win by more than a field goal here. So give me the Bucks minus three. TB12. You want me to order more of your supplements? Win this game. I think the Rams, I, I've overrated the Rams because they're the Super Bowl champs, but they're, they're just not, they can't run the ball. Um, they have no, you know, Cooper Cup's banged up too. We didn't mention he's supposed to play. At least McVay says he'll play, but, mm-hmm. you know, can he play a whole game? And you got Ben Skoranek and Tyler Higby and, um, you know, Axel Jr. as the receivers there. So, I, I, I mean, I got to believe I can't see Tom Brady losing four in a row, but who knows? Because this ain't the Tom Brady we know. But I, I honestly, I have to go the Bucks here. It's the smart play. Mm. Uh, it, it could be close. I think it sh- could be close. But, man, Matt Stafford. I mean, remember in the preseason they talked about him being hurt? Uh, and but you know whatever and maybe he's he's playing through something but he's not the same as last year. I'm going Bucks minus the trace. <laughs> all right. So what did we? Uh, we all took the Bucks. Yep. Tampa mm-hmm. all the way. Next We're not up all on the same teams quite as often this week. I think there's only been three games that we've swept. Yeah. There's there's a few more a few more differences this yeah. time. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have the AFC North leading Ravens going down to New Orleans on Monday night where the Ravens are favored by two and a half. Hmm. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, I think that the Saints are a little bit better than their record. Um, And I think that the Ravens might be a little bit worse. Um. That's tough. What's what's the line here? Two and a half. Ravens at Saints. I'm going to pick the red, red rooster rocket rifle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday night game. You know, Mr. Big Smile is going to come out there. You know who I'm talking about, Mr. Big Smile. I have no idea. Taysom, baby. Oh, yes. Mr. Big Smile. My Taysom boy, Taysom Hill. Hill. Mr. Big Smile. That's what I call him. Hasn't done crap since his 38-point fantasy explosion. I know. But I think this is where he's going to do something again. Um, it's Monday night. I don't know. I just feel like uh, Lamar is passing well. but um, and Passing gas? Or passing- and Bateman is hurt. I don't think he's, he's out for a while, I think, too. Justine Bateman's not playing? Damn. But he's not he's not breaking off those big runs and and uh running for TDs. But that's a little bit better to control the game. But I think they might need that against the Saints. But it'll be a good game though. That's a fun Monday night game. I kinda I like this. I'm looking forward to watching this game. Yeah. It's uh I'm gonna 
This was another tough one for me. And kind of like what I said before, when I default to the team with the best player, I think the Ravens have the best two players, one being Lamar. Lamar playing on primetime always is electric. And their second best player is going to kick the game-winning field goal when Justin Tucker wins this game <laughs> by three. Ravens. Well, the Saints are also only a game out of first place in the putrid NFC South. So they have something to play for here, obviously. Um, but something about the Saints, they, they have a stink. They have a smell. I, I expect Roquan to get a sack. They are in New Orleans, so I guess that's that makes sense. Come on, Brett, that was perfect. They smell like a Sunday morning in New Orleans or you know, like a <laughs> street full of vomit and piss and beads. That's the New Orleans we love, baby. I love New well, Orleans. Well, I'm re- I'm required to hate on the Saints as a, as a Falcons fan. But um, I, like, I like the Ravens in this game, so give me Ravens minus two and a half. Ooh, all right, go Ravens solo. Come on. All right, Ravens beat those Bucks on Thursday. They had a little extra rest. Again, prisoner of the moment. Oh, the Saints, 24 nothing against the Raiders. Ooh, zippity doo. Jimmy and the Jew. Ba ba boo. Um, whatever the hell was that? I'm going to have to edit um, this podcast now solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no, I, that Put wasn't Kanye meant on how it sounded. Yeah, how it sounded, and that wasn't, yeah. Um, anyway, oh, boy. Yeah, this, you know, I'm watching the, uh, from October 23rd, the Texans-Raiders game for some reason in the background. Uh, I hadn't watched it yet, so I'm watching it now. Uh, anyway, um, I, you know, Ravens all the way. I think the yes. Ravens come in primetime Lamar. Um, I thought. I hope Taysom has a nice game, though, he, he, you know. I like that dude, but Lamar Roquan's going to get a pick. He's going to pick off Andy Dalton in this game. It's going to be the greatest mm. play ever, aside from the Micah Parsons. Uh, oh, we didn't even mention, remember Justin Fields jumped over Michael Micah Parsons, and Micah uh-huh. Parsons ran it in for a touchdown? That was a bizarre play. Um, anyway, I'm going Ravens in the bayou. Next up is the other late game Sunday afternoon, which is, I think, an actually kind of an interesting game because the Cards are definitely a different team with Hopkins there. Even mm-hmm. against the Vikings last week, they, they've had some firepower where it's the Seattle Seahawks will go down to Phoenix and the Cards are favored by two. Well, take the over in this one. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. And I'm going with the Seahawks in Geno, baby. You think it'll be high scoring because they just played each other and it was nineteen to nine. I do. <laughs> I think they're both scoring a lot of points okay. now. All right. Oh yeah, they were different teams. So I know the Arizona. I'll, I'll put a bet on that, Axel. I'll go with you, buddy. Oh, let's see here. Oh, here's the groans. See, yeah, <laughs> groans. I actually Post like this game. I want to watch this game. It's, I, this game excites me because. Say the cards did look a lot better last week when I when I watched that whole Vikings game, but I don't know if they're better than the Seahawks. God, we think we have been saying that. We weren't saying that in August. I Actually, know. we weren't podcasting in August, but we still weren't saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. The Seahawks are gonna win. Uh, Gino and company, and and I'll do my weekly. And they're gonna cover Ando. 
Yes, yes. They're going <laughs> to win by one and not cover. No, the Seahawks will cover. This is as close to a pick as Rehoboam tells me this week for me. So because Seattle's getting two points, I'm going to go with Seattle plus two. I'll nice. tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys fucking something, all right? I just got you know. chills, Heath. That was beautiful. You got chills? They're yep. multiplying. All right. <laughs> um, and I'm losing control. Now all of a sudden I'm doing Chris Walken. Bad Chris Walken. Okay. Gee, I love Andy. And Ando just laughs at all my jokes. Axel is done. He's, after 10 years, he's like done with my jokes. Um, no. Um, no, you were. You were. You were. You're taking a pee-pee and laughing. No, I, 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 I want. I sat myself down and watched that giant Seahawks game, even though I was had it on the four four box because I had that stupid Colts bet. But um, I believe in Geno, broken jaw, no broken jaw. I believe in Kenneth Walker. He's freaking love that dude. I loved him at Michigan State, and I I knew he in my dynasty league. I wanted to pick him, but. No one. I had the fit, the fourth overall pick for rookies, but Damian Pierce was staring right at me, and you know Walker was a little bit on the depth chart. Even though I said a year before I'm taking Walker, but I took Pierce, and I like Pierce. But uh, I, I just I, I hate these these Cardinals, the Kingsbury, Kyla Murray crap. I, I just I, I don't believe in it. I'm taking the Hawks. I believe in the Hawks, and this is probably the week they lose. But I don't think so. I think this, this is. This is a this is a 2022 special. One of those teams that you're not expecting. They're like the Bengals of last year. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl because they're not, but they surprised me. I'm going with Gino, and Gino, we trust, baby. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills head downstate to go play the New York Jets. Ooh. Bills by 12 and a half. So these last three are our teams. Yes, because the Cowboys are on a bye. Yes, I get to. I have relief for a week. I don't have to stress the Browns, Cowboys, no acid Broncos. reflux this week. Chief. Yeah, what's what's that? I said no acid reflux this week. Yeah, no acid the Cowboys. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you had you said it? The Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and Forty ers are all on a bye. Yep. Um. I just wanted to talk about something other than the game, Ando. So, reflection <laughs> um, is an important skill to know how to use. Yeah, um, Bills at Jets. You, everybody knows how I feel right now about my team, the New York Jets. I mean, we haven't beaten the Bills since 2019, so I think it's five in a row that we've lost to the Bills. Um, and I think this is going to be six. Twelve and a half, though, is a lot. Um, not that past history says much. If you look back at the other games we've played, it is a divisional game. But I think that the Bills are going to cover. I'm taking the Bills, sadly. It's a sad, sad moment in Around the Couch podcast history. Well, the uh, Bills have... Twice as many touchdowns this season as punts. 24 touchdowns and only 11 punts. Oh my gonna, God. They are 
they're going to keep rolling. And I, I, I do like the Jets, and I think they're a good team, but the Bills are by far the class. They win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that the Jets' defense will stop that from happening, but I don't know if the offense will. You know what I mean? Like, I think Zach mm-hmm. might throw it to him so many times on the wrong side of the field <laughs> that it doesn't matter what the defense can really do, you know? Um, so, sad. Anyway. I think I think the Bills are going to win this game 28-17. to 17. What is that? Ooh. 11 points. So, yeah. 12 and a half is a little too many. Give me the Jets plus 12 and a half. Oh, oh, oh. oh right, nice, Brett. Brett. I love it that <laughs> Axel's clapping that the Bills aren't going to cover, but has no sense of it. But he still Brett still said they were going to get they were going to lose by eleven. Oh, I love it. It's hey, the little victories, exactly, the moral victories, exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, I have some heavy analysis for this game. So we know. Axel was giving out Zach Wilson rookie cards for <laughs> Halloween trick or treat. We know that. True, true. Freeman McNeil and Johnny Hector ain't coming through that door. Oh, I love them. Um, I, I for some reason I was sitting here and there was I think it was when Darnold was quarterback and I think we were texting Axel and it, it was like I don't know if the the Jets kept it close against the Bills or they might have beat 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 them and I, for some reason that game sticks in my head like oh this is close they didn't cover probably lost a bet on the bills that day um 12 and a half is a lot and I, I if Brees hall was on this team i might say they would keep it close uh the bills didn't play their best game against the pack but they did they didn't cover at home sunday night so you're like what the hell but i i just think uh von miller and the crew I think Zach Wilson may throw three picks, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. The Jets have been good to me, though. The Jets have been very good to me with betting and picking. And, I, I and well, I didn't pick them last week, and they were good to me because they didn't cover. Uh, but <laughs> I, mean, I have to, like, I, I, I almost want to go the Jets here, but – I'm not. I'm going the Bills to cover the big, heavy spread. Give me the Bills. Next up, we have my Minnesota Vikings traveling to the nation's capital to play the Commanders. Vikings are favored by three and a half. Um, I am going to pick the Vikings here. I believe. And uh, I think they're going to easily defeat the commies. Well, the most obvious pick of the night, I'm obviously taking the Vikings. I've already spoken very highly of them, so they'll probably let me down, but I'm going to go down with the ship if that happens. So, Vikings. I have to give a shout-out to Taylor Heineke. He's uh, He went to my high school, Collins Hill High School, baby. Nice. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go around now. Most famous person that went to your high school, Andy. Uh, God, I got to think about it. The only one that he's not even really famous. There was an astronaut named Dale Gardner. That's about as famous as our our Jennifer Gardner's grandfather. But I will say my wife went to school and had classes with Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, you, you said that before. Yes. That's awesome. So, so I, that's the closest I get. (laughs) 
Solo. Is that you said? Solo. Brett, Brett Michaels, lead singer of Poison. Oh, oh, holy shit. I'm going to top next all to, you next to Heath solo next to Heath solo, baby. That's and Sean Abner, the first pick of the Mets in the eighties. Wow. Well, gentlemen, John Bon Jovi went to my high school. Ah, uh, you that's 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 I win. That's Slippery the man wet. right there. <laughs> Slippery when wet, baby. Hey, hey. I die for you. Die yeah. for you. Come on. Man. Well, uh, well he, Brett, you well, said. Oh, go ahead, baby. Uh, I was just going to say he only went for one year and he was kicked out. And <laughs> then they removed all of his pictures from the yearbook that year. They cut them out with like you could go into the yearbook and we'd look <laughs> and it would be a little like freaking little. What are they? What are those little knives things called? I don't know. Exacto. Yeah. A little exacto. Was this before he got big? Or, oh no, he was. He, I mean, that was like the day I got no, to no, the no. school. When they cut out the pictures. Oh no! Uh, yes, that was when he became because he famous. was still in high school. Yes. Oh, that's when he became famous. Okay. Yeah. So, Brett, even though you said Heineke went to your high school, is he the most famous person that went there? Good question. Um, well, my high school has only been in existence since 1996, and ah. we but we do have one other NFL player. Uh, Brandon Katu, the kicker. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. oh, I was thinking of Kiki Katu, the wide receiver or whatever from the Texans. <laughs> I was oh, thinking sorry, of Kuku Katu. It looks like he was in the league for like five, <laughs> of course he like was. five years with uh, a few different teams. Anyway, so we actually had two NFL players from our high school, which not bad. That's pretty. Yeah, that's cool. Um, But um, as much as I love Taylor, Minnesota's going to win probably by a touchdown at least. So give me the Vikings minus three and a half. Cuckoo, cachoo. So low. Oh, that was a, that was a little fun round robin. A famous uh, high school. Um, I like that very much. Oh, I got to make a pick. Okay. <laughs> um, the, Dan Snyder getting fired, or he didn't get fired. But he's going to sell the team. The team's fired up. Oh, wait, Ron Rivera stole the coach. Taking the Vikes, baby, in a blowout. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last game. And finally, the last game. The Chargers are going to Brett's Atlanta Falcons. Chargers by three and a half. Okay, now Chargers are four and three. The Falcons are four and four. The Chargers were weren't they off last week? Or yes, yeah, they got off. Them and the Chiefs were. The, yeah, yep. two teams off last week, six off this week. Right. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yep, Chiefs and Chargers. So last week. two weeks ago, the Chargers lost thirty-seven to twenty-three to the Seahawks, and previous to that, beat the Broncos nineteen sixteen. The Browns by two points. Um. I like the way the Falcons are playing. I'm going with the Falcons. I am out on the Chargers, and I have been for a few weeks. Keenan Allen somehow hurt his hamstring over the bye week worse than it was before the bye week. (laughs) That's just one of those kind of things. I think uh, Cordero Patterson is supposed to be playing again for the Falcons. I loved him back when he was with the Vikings. Oh, he's coming back? He's coming back? I I saw today Um, that he was coming back to play. I have him uh, on my fantasy team. I need him. It's not for sure, but I think he oh. may have practiced today. 
I saw I, I saw some clip from him where he was talking and he said he was at ninety percent and he was expecting to play. So I mm-hmm. I mean I'm hoping he's liking. I just yeah, I love watching him. I've always loved watching him. I don't like the Chargers at all, so I'm also taking the Falcons. Um, I can tell you that he is designated to return from IR. But the only thing I can see is from yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, we probably I, don't know to the end of the week if exactly. he practices on Thursday. Or and Friday. that was just what he was saying. It was like some reporter interviewing him backstage, and he said, "I'm I'm going I'm going to play. I'm at ninety percent." But I mean, that that's just yeah, early week yeah. talk. So yeah. Well, the Chargers are coming off a of bye, and but they do have to travel to the East Coast for a one o'clock start, ten a.m. body time. Ooh. Does that matter? Probably not. This is actually this is probably my easiest pick of, of the week. Um, the Falcons are going to win by a touchdown. Give me Atlanta oh, plus three and a half. Mario. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, the Chargers are bums. Uh, I mean, Herbert's got no one to throw to, no one to protect them. The defense lost J.C. Jackson for the year. Bosa. Is probably at Nick Bosa's game. Oh, no, no, they're on a bye. I think Nick Bosa just said, I'm taking a bye, too. My brother's taking a bye with the Niners. I'm taking a bye. Or Joey Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa, San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something about these Chargers. All right? Stan Humphreys and Anthony Miller ain't coming through that door. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe in the Falcons. I believe. They are going to win. I think Brett's right. They're going to win by a touchdown. Herbert may have a decent game, but it's not going to be enough. And my boy, Jung-Hoo Koo, my fantasy kicker, is just going to kick 12 field goals. And the Falcons (laughs) are winning, baby. (laughs) All right. (sighs) Everyone's picking Atlanta. I I might want to change my pick now. Yeah, you you might want to. No, I'll stay with the Falcons. Young Maku, 12 field goals, that's 36 points. So the Falcons are yeah, going to win 36 yeah. to 29. <laughs> 36. They got to run and kick field goals. <laughs> oh, I'm the host again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for your amazing picks. Now... Let's move over to the love seat and some she, college talk. She lives on love seat. Love seat. And oh, picking something. That's me. And we have Brett sitting on me. And Axel's watching his voyeuristic tendencies. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. <laughs> Penn State versus Ohio State. I watched this game in and out again because I got to admit it's the end of Formula One. Who stopped by this week? (laughs) (laughs) No, nobody stopped by. But it is the end of Formula One, and it was uh, the Mexican Mexico Grand Prix. Um, Verstappen took it again. Uh, Most wins in a season, but there are more races now. Um, but I did get to check in and out of this game and, uh, this was a fun game. A lot of scoring in the fourth quarter, 
and the uh, Buckeyes won. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Good game. Very good game. Yeah, it was close. I didn't realize how close it was. Um, I watched the second half the other day, and it was close there for a while in the fourth quarter explosion. Yeah. Penn State played them tough, um, but just not enough. Penn State doesn't have the players that they've had in the past. But this Stroud you know, is pretty good. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brett, do you think he goes number one out of the quarterbacks? Not necessarily in the number one pick, but do you think he would go number one as of today? Uh, uh, it's hard for me to say. Uh, I like the Alabama. What the hell? We bring you on this podcast. You're, supposed to have, <laughs> you're a Kirk Herbstreet. <laughs> I'm not a big mock draft guy, but I will say okay. um, what, the Alabama quarterback, he's slipped my mind for some reason. Young? Bryce, Bryce Young? Yeah. Yep, Steve think, Young? I think, I think maybe he goes first overall. Or not overall, mm. but the first QB off the board. Okay. Uh, I'll say um, <laughs> my Qs got destroyed by the Irish. They always do this. Yeah. After they played so... Clemson, after they played Clemson, they just a uh, it was very disappointing. Uh, and I'll admit, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of this game. I was in and out, dozing off. I think uh, when they. But um, no, I, no, I, I'm sorry. I take that back. I watched this game. What the hell? I'm a Syracuse alum. Damn right, I watched this game. But it wasn't very fun. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm glad they got Cuse got their six win, so we can go to the Pinstripe Acapulco Bowl or whatever the heck. And uh, I don't know if we're gonna we're at Pitt this week. My sister's alma mater, so hopefully we'll beat them. But uh, yeah, eh. but the game I gotta talk about. Oh boy, the Minnesota Gophers, Golden Gophers, and the Rutgers Scarlet yeah, Knights. They got what crushed. a game! Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing like playing. You? Nothing like playing Rutgers to heal your team up a little bit. Mm, <laughs> That's <laughs> that doesn't even Gophers bother need- me. I I don't. It's so weird the way I I loved going to Rutgers. I met so many great people. I had a blast. I love Rutgers. But I just have never given a shit about the sports teams, really. I'm happy for your Golden Gophers. Well, the the way the Gophers are playing this year, they're going to be in the Pinstripe Bowl playing Syracuse. <laughs> we're, we're on a closing quarter. You're probably Steve. right. You're probably That's, right. Oh wow! <laughs> Special podcast. You imagine that. We got to go. We got to go. Ando. I have. Our, let's cash out our savings. Go to I New have York actually tomorrow. seen. I actually have seen Syracuse play the Gophers. It was my freshman year at college. And it was one of the years Donovan McNabb was playing for the Q's. And oh, Syracuse nice. came in here and the Gophers – and Syracuse was ranked. And they came in here and the Gophers beat them. It was like mm. in the first – it was like my first or second game I had ever went to as a student. So I have very fond memories wow. of that game. But, but yeah, I could definitely see them meeting up in the – in a bowl – in a third-tier bowl, bowl game. Yeah, we got to see if the – yeah, the Big Ten and the ACC match up in any bowls uh, and yeah, see. Yeah, I bet they do. That would be kind of awesome to go. <laughs> that would be. Oh, dude, I would love to go. All right. Anyway, but yeah, yes. well, I digress. We'll, so we'll worry this, about that in two months. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about that in two months. You know, they should just say, screw it, send them to the Hawaii Bowl, and then we have a reason to go to Hawaii. Um, 
<laughs> Even so, my wife would get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, mine would too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was looking at the, the game slate and, uh, you know, got the old, I mean, Florida State Miami used to be the marquee game. It's not the same. I mean, I think, guys, there's only one game this week and we got bread on the pod. Uh, yeah, I mean it's Tennessee, yeah. Georgia, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Oh, 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 oh wait, oh what? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I almost said Alabama by accident. I was just oh, it's so nice, so nice to see Alabama not in the top four rankings. Uh, but oh my gosh, I am I am so excited for this freaking game. Like I can't even tell you. So I'm gonna leave it to Brett. It, it's his his Bulldogs. Uh, Ando's volunteers and Axel just watches. So, boy of time. <laughs> uh, AP poll: Georgia's number one, Tennessee is number two. It's the first time uh, in uh, Athens, Georgia, or U- University of Georgia history that one versus two is playing in town. Uh, which means I'm going to be tailgating that sucker. Maybe I can like, nice. live stream it or like do a video diary or something. That'd be great. You got to yes. send us something. Yes. Send yes. Us, we, got, we need something. Yeah. That's going to be, it's, it's crazy. Now the CFP rankings came out last night and then screwed up that stat because Tennessee's number one and Georgia's number three in the college football playoff rankings, but it's still only the third time. Uh, in Athens that there has been a top five matchup and the other two times were 1983 and like 1942 or something so pretty pretty rare Uh back when the Jets Uh, were good 1942 (laughs) were the Titans back then that's right good call good call no they didn't but I just wanted to it was later uh, if you want to get into this game, nosebleed tickets are running between four hundred and fifty and six hundred and twenty nine dollars. Whoa! Um, I think I saw something a couple hours ago that some one of the uh, Darren Ravel or somebody said the cheapest ticket now was almost seven hundred. Well, if, if the Colts would have freaking won that game, I could have went. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I, I have to buy a flight. Never mind. That's, yeah, I could stay in Brett's basement. I'll save on hotels. <laughs> So it's uh, (laughs) it's it's really a a battle of two totally different philosophies. You've got Tennessee up tempo, fast, explosive offense. You got Georgia, slow, methodical, probably the best defense in the country, Um, one of the highest scoring offenses, but they're not explosive like Tennessee is. So it'll be interesting. the game flow, how that goes. But uh, on George's side, you got Brock Bowers. He, in my opinion, he should be a Heisman candidate. He's ridiculous. He's awesome. He can do everything. Um, He has, he has, I think he has a few rushing touchdowns this year. He, uh, he had a, like a 77 yard touchdown pass uh, reception last week. Um, Dude is crazy. But our other tight end is kind of under the radar, is like a man amongst children. His name is Darnell Washington. Uh, You just don't see people of his athletic ability, of his size. So he is, you will be seeing him in the NFL 
for sure. Then you got Kenny McIntosh. He's probably our, our best uh, running back. Um, so, and of course you have Stetson Bennett, who is a better. So Cologne. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's quite a name. Stetson Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> who he's a better quarterback this year than he was last year when he won a national championship. Um, he's still not the most accurate quarterback and he's still undersized, but he, he's not going to lose you a game. He's not going to throw many picks. He has scrambling ability. He's, he, he just, he has the full trust of uh, Kirby smart. Obviously, as a, I think he's a sixth-year senior now because of that COVID year. Um, so he's older than some of the quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now. Um, you got Jalen Carter coming back, interior defensive lineman. But the sad news is Nolan Smith, is uh, the star edge rusher, is out for the season with a torn pectoral. Uh, luckily for Georgia, their second string is almost as talented as their first string because Kirby Smart is a, just a ridiculous recruiter and has a ton of depth. Um, Tennessee, I mean, obviously Hendon Hooker, Heisman candidate, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, you, I don't think Georgia's going to be able to stop Tennessee completely. I know last year they uh, they had like a historically good defense. I think they were giving up like you know six or seven points per game on average this year. I think they're up around nine or ten, maybe eleven after that Florida game. But Tennessee is going to score a few touchdowns. It's just uh, what what's the tempo of the game going to be? You know, can you hold them in check? Can you force them fast three and outs? Wear down their defense. Georgia's excellent at uh, winning the game in the fourth quarter, you know, wearing down the other team. So that's the way Kirby Smart wants to play it. It should be a fun game. Uh, 3.30 kickoff on Saturday. Just, yeah, I mean, just can't miss TV. Yeah, 3.30 Eastern. So, yeah, that's my little breakdown. Um Nice. I'll watch this one. I'm going to put that in the DVR. Yeah, this I, one's one to watch follow. Yeah, I think yeah, actually, I'm a, I think we're off this week in Formula One. Oh, I thought you meant Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see this too. I haven't been able to watch Georgia play all year, so I'm excited to see them. Yeah, that's uh, the so the line started out at twelve and a half and. Everybody jumped on Tennessee. I think like 97% of the money and like 76% of the bets came in on Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And that line dropped all the way to eight, which is still really rich. Oh, wow. So wow. right now, Georgia is a, a minus eight. Um, and I'm sure, uh, I mean, I don't think I know. I think maybe I know one person who's betting Georgia to cover, but like I, I, I've heard of like 20. Bubba. Like bet Georgia. people that are going to bet Tennessee uh, plus the eight or eight and a half or whatever they can get it at. So, all right, the line is a little strange, but I mean, all year long and really for two years now, it's hard to set the line large enough for Georgia because they, you know, they've just got so many people betting on them. So, 
this is like the lowest point spread in a long time for Georgia. I feel like maybe with the exception of the Alabama games um, last year, but don't don't make me pick. I, I don't know. Uh, no, I, we're not making you. We're not making you pick. <laughs> yep. we, 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 I really we don't. We don't. Really we don't make. By the way. All right. Well, that's a fun one. I will be tuning in for that. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of the podcast. We've only been on for two hours and thirty eight minutes. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Not bad. Doesn't That's feel my like I had a fun time. <laughs> no, I love this. I'm sober and I was getting goofy because I was having so much fun. Yeah, great. Pop. Sober November. Yep. Thank you, Solo. Thank you, Ando. Brett, you are welcome back, of course, whenever you want to stay up till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> awesome. I'll take you up on that. And have fun at the game. Yeah. Have a great time. Well, we'll do. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I'm kind of tired. So uh, we're going to take it out. Solo, you have anything to take us out on? Yeah. Great show, guys. And uh, watch uh, American Gigolo on Showtime. John Bernthal. Good stuff. All right. Ando, anything from you? I, you know, I spent the afternoon at the DMV getting my license renewed, and this, it was kind of a shitty day. This made the day much better. And it made the, it's made the next day better because we're halfway into the next day. So, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic time tonight, guys. And let's watch some football this weekend. All right. Hey, we got a football game tonight, actually. Oh, hell yeah, we do. Good call, Brett. That's right. All right. It's still tomorrow for me and Axel. Well, we're only 13 minutes away. I was going to say barely. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> True that, Solo. True that. True that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace out. <laughs>